Okay, we're recording. Welcome to the show. See you on the other side of the intro song. You know what we do if you're listening. We're the type of show where you gotta know what it is. See you in a minute. Man who killed her husband used that sword. From Atlanta, We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Purple color, I see. Then you maintain the status. December 7th, night. I'm gonna question a psychopath. I love you so badly. I got me. Hazel with Adam. Yep. We're watching a little bit of Suicide Squad. Let me fade that down. We were getting philosophical about comic books for a minute here. <laughs> yeah, that's territory that I am not comfortable in. Doesn't stop me from having an opinion, but... Crocious uh, was feeling like a man in his underwear in front of me. He was, he was, he was uncomfortable. God damn it, my levels are uneven again. We were, again, we were just having a basic conversation about the original... The original comic book is Superman, correct? That's like the true original well, comic kind of superhero character, right? Is that like there were com comic books before that, but it, it was definitely like a breakthrough character, correct? I mean, obviously, it still resonates today. You know? Yes, yeah, a hundred percent. You know, yeah, but, you, but you're absolutely right. It, it is like the projection of like boy nerd fantasies of this is what a woman actually likes because they don't like us. You know, yeah, <laughs> and it was like a a, a reflection of like. They also wouldn't get hired. Like they couldn't because they were Jewish and there was such rampant anti-Semitism yeah, around. Yeah. Nobody would hire them to like they wanted to be authors. What do you mean? So like they rule they so, rule the world no, no. through twelve bankers yeah. in Zurich. So a lot I of mean, them started on. doing comic books because that was the only jobs as writers they could get. Like yeah, they like yeah. that's like it was like the basement. Yeah. Like you're scum. Yeah. So a lot of them did that just to like get work and yeah. they just fell in love with it yeah yeah doing it because you know i was never a comic book guys i've said on the show several times when i was that age the age of discovering comic books i would say eight nine ten is that a good solid age to discover comic oh books? yeah yeah you know? yeah, yeah maybe younger is a bit too much because you're still not your brain isn't quite formed enough but i feel like eight nine ten you start becoming a fan you realize character well, yeah development, and you stories. had like the the gift of like the superman movie being the shit oh yeah yeah i mean that was when Superman came out in 78, I saw it, loved it. Superman 2, I loved. 
But my point is, is I was never a comic book guy. At that age, I was out playing. I was very physical. Playing some sport of I some was sort, an athlete. you know. No, I mean, I, I wasn't a good yeah. athlete, but, but I played. But you were like, we're interested in that. Absolutely, more than like- absolutely. I mean, I, I was never the last guy picked. I was also never the first guy picked. You know, I was a good supplemental player. I had an occasional moment where, where I'd shine. You were, you were you the, know? you were a fucking. What I was a beta male. You were a utility player of the neighborhood. Yeah, absolutely. I, I could play a couple different and anything that had a ball involved with it. I was playing. It was it was a frisbee, a, a baseball, a tennis ball, wiffle ball. Ooh, I that. played a shit ton of wiffle ball as a kid. Ton I do of love ball. that idea. Like that. That's that was a terrible. big childhood thing people do. Like your thing in sports is what you like. Like you were tall, so you probably had that. Like I was a big fat kid, yeah. So I was always just like a battering ram, and every yeah, sport yeah, we yeah, played, yeah, exactly. Give Keith the ball, and he'll just not be able to be tackled. <laughs> yeah. It'll take two or three guys yeah. to get him down, right? Yeah, exactly. And like that was even even in high school, like someone was like, "You gonna come out for the football team?" And I'm like, "Well, no." And they're like, "You got the body for it." And I'm yeah. like, "Did you just call me fat?" Yeah. <laughs> I tell I you think one you just thing though. Me fat. Yeah, you, you would have been a. You would have been. You know, you would have played Keith. You probably would have been a guard, an oh, offensive dude, guard. Oh, I would have had CTE so bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a shit team, my high school team was so garbage. I'm yeah. not fucking. Well, what was my your brain record? What was your record? Like your senior year, two and seven. Um, no, it was like. Uh, Did you have an, any offer seasons? Like no wins. Oh, dude, we didn't like Whoa. our we had ju- our varsity team like went winless for three years or oh. something like that. We were like a not. It wasn't even laughable. It was just like we had a non-competitive football team. I think they're a little better now. What well, what was your sport? What was the sport that we you baseball was decent, and yeah. our basketball team always went like downstate. Is what? Oh, they really? Called. Yeah, they really? always would go to the tournament. In other words, your program, your school was integrated. Well, no, it was because <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, but it was also because we were a township, so our schools shared, like, okay, they shared shit. So yeah. like, football was at Bloom Trail. So like none of the good athletes, all the good athletes went to the other high school. Yeah. So like the sports that were located at Big Bloom. Yeah. Were good. Yeah. Anything that was at Bloom Trail was dog shit. Yeah. It was yep. just because it was like a the the adja- the smaller school. Yeah. Like Bloom was too big, so they built this second school. Yeah. Yeah. An auxiliary school or whatever. Well, yeah. Well, first it was a for only freshmen and sophomores. Oh. Like my dad went there as like when it was a freshman school. It was only for freshmen. Wow. And then after that, you went to Big Bloom. Okay. And then when he was a junior. They changed it to where it depended on where you lived. Yes. So for his senior year, he had to go back to Bloom Trail. <laughs> and then they had two sports teams. It was the Bloom Trail Blazers. Okay. And then Big Bloom was the Trojans. Okay. And then when they became a township, they combined the sports and now they're the Bloom Blazon Trojans. That's like the name of oh, the team. Oh, they did. Okay. The okay. Blazon Trojans. It's the worst name ever. <laughs> I just say, it's like, what? So I don't like, know if that will work. Blazers is good. Trojans so, is good. They had independent so good. So Big Bloom is even where like the history for the sports is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like who was a, who was a, like probably the best athlete, most known athlete? Was there like some D1 basketball player? Um, and that came when out I of was there? a kid, my f- uh, friend Sierra's brother Joe was like, he became the, he was like the sixth man to Dwayne Wade on Marquette. Oh, okay. Like Super, he was, yeah. he, he went, he was like the man. Yeah. Yeah. But exactly. like no, nothing bigger than that. Like yeah. I don't think anyone pro ever went. Yeah. No, exactly. I'm thinking about my, my high school was Northwestern Wisconsin. I went to Eau Claire Memorial, and, and what was our nickname? What was our mascot? We were the Old Abe's. Ooh, because old old he freed Abe the slaves. Yeah, what it was is 
that was the name of the eagle that the regiment in the Civil War from that part of Wisconsin that fought in the Civil War. They had an eagle named Old Abe. That was their that was their mascot. It was an eagle. And, uh, and and there was a $10,000 head on that eagle for Confederate soldiers. Like, Old Abe was like, if you could get Old Abe, you're going to get 10000 bucks. They wanted you to take down Old Abe. So that was the name. And, and we were very much the elite, the elite program of our conference, of That's the Big great. Rivers Conference. So we were deemed the elitist school. So they would off, people would hate our guts. Chippewa Falls, where Leinenkugels was made, and Eau Claire, where Walter's beer was made. Walter's was worse than Leinenkugels. Chippewa Falls sounds more blue collar right off the bat, oh, I yeah. say. Chippewa Chippewa Falls, that's where Annie Hall is from. She's in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. It's 13,000 people. Eau Claire is 50,000. In hockey, authentic brawls Look would at break my out Rogo the crowd. over here on the screen uh, and behind me. Authentic brawls would break out during hockey games. Not with players, in the crowd. I mean, it was tough. Logan-type Wolverine Whites lived up there. I like the reference. You know? You're staying I mean, on track. I, I'm trying to. You know, I, I don't know. I, the fact that I have a protein strain on my brain that knows comic book characters and movies really bothers me, actually. Well, it's a big so. genre. Do you agree? <laughs> Are you like on a Marty Scorsese level where you're like, that's not cinema. They're not films. Those aren't films to no, me. No, 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 no. I tell you Give what. Give me my Metamucil. I mean, I, I, I kind of hear... I got to defecate. I, I hear. Did I tell you, I got to poop. You got to carry me to the bathroom. <laughs> it's not cinematography. You got to carry me to the bathroom. I got to shit my pants. He's a uh, man. He's. Uh, I think he's got a point. But you know, this is what the movies are. F- Listen, there's a part of movies that are just. It's about entertainment. That's it. I said That's this it. on the last episode that I did. Let's say you can't do cinema and be entertaining. But go ahead. I said yeah. this on the last episode I did. Um, because the new Mario Brothers movie came out and like. All the kids are like upset that Chris Pratt's in it because he's like a, a Christian and like a piece of shit about it. Like he's is he kind of defiant about well, it? Well, and he like goes out of his way to like talk about how amazing his uh, religion is. No, his current wife is because like he he was with Anna Faris, the actress, for oh, a yeah. long time. Yeah, and like I guess she they like had a kid who's got like Down syndrome. Yeah, and so he's with this new wife, and he always goes like, "She saved my life. We have two perfect children together oh man. like he's always just kind of like slightly hinting that like well you know that anna ferris gave me a, a fucking because her kid. womb was polluted or something and she gave went, me a tart as a kid so now i, I, don't, I don't know if he's thinking that way who knows you know <laughs> but he's he's like and he's do, uh, openly donated money to like groups that like are they hate gay people it's not no two bones about it. He's like he uses Don't his religion. Gay he uses his religion to be ick about yeah. gays. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, be happy that the only thing you don't like about this movie is his religion. Like I had to watch Mario Brothers in 1993, where like that was just an abomination of filmmaking. They took the Super Mario game and they were like, let's make this like fucking running man or like fucking they made it all post-apocalyptic and i hated the 90s thing of like you gotta put a logic to everything so like they had metal boots to make them jump higher oh and like, oh, oh, oh it's oh. not colored like you look at the game mario the 1993 movies all dark and shit like it's always nighttime was it john leguizamo Leguz- yeah and the, and-, and the detective from who framed roger rabbit Oh, 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 Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Well, he, he's actually a, was a totally respected actor. He's he was a, British. Yeah, yeah he was I'm in a Mona Lisa. I got a BAFTA. Yeah, yeah, he could play. And now I'm there in this. He could totally play like an East End London tough. You know, like he could run with the craze. You know, he had that kind of East End. You know, I like you said, run with the craze. You know, well, you know the craze. They're, they're like the heroes of the underworld of of England. They love the people like working class uh, British love the craze. It's all the know? blokes at the Casbah. 
you know, also one of the craze was was gay. That was another thing that was about it. That was like, ooh, whoa, they're criminals. And he's was that a gay. band? What? No, no, the no, the craze were a uh, they they were the they were a um, underworld figures of the East End of London, like in the fifties and sixties. They was druids, and, and they were very. I mean, they they ran organized crime in the East End, which is like the tough end of London. So, like the docks, I think, are there and stuff. And they had that real, you know, that accent. And they were like, oh. And then they used to hang out at the blind. They went to the blind bragger. That's what we had. Oh yes, the blind. That they didn't speak that way. Oh uh, yes. Uh, and they're they're heroes in like sort of in the the, the kind of like Morrissey loves the craze because they're very much British toughs. It, they didn't have guns. They did a lot of stabbing. Bunch they stab people uh, to death. They off some people. You know, bunch of Guy Fox fuckers. You know? you know, but yeah, they Let's were. Let's go burn Parliament to the ground <laughs> and then write. <laughs> gay 80s new wave music who, who's who is it who just all those british street toughs like fucking morrissey and shit like well, wow, all, he wasn't a tough no but and he's also like fascist now yeah I know but like became... all those political people they would take these big tough stances this is for africa <laughs> like the music was just so lame uh, and like uh, not tough oh well you know at least we can... at least live aid at rock and roll <laughs> like new wave music stinks uh, well, we can have a debate about you that. You like New uh, Wave? Uh, uh, a lot of New Wave I didn't like, but I do like New Order and, and music of that genre, of, of, of that era. New Wave is like, when I think of New Wave, I think of like, uh, you know, Dale Bazio and Missing Persons or, the you know. The famine in Africa is real blue. <laughs> it's almost like it's a blue Monday over there. Yeah, I tell you, it was a ow, love, ow, 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 ow. love will tear us apart again. Joy Division. I mean, and then the, the north side of England, like, like Manchester, that, that area, was like where there the, was a total. That's where like, the scene was, the, man. The, like when I was in college, that was like where the wonder stuff was from. The Jesus and Mary Chain might have been from up there too. Mark Geary is encyclopedic of his yeah. not, Mark Geary is a, is a Chicago comedy he's figure he probably loves he's from the, the Midlands fucking, the, uh, what's that fucking show the fucking uh, the young ones the young ones was a I remember the young ones like being pretty funny, you know. I was gonna say that's their Monty Python, but Monty Python was their Monty yeah, Python. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the young ones was funny, you know. But anyway, uh yeah, he was a big young ones fan. You watched the young ones if you were kind of a, a hip British person, like an eighty seven. Yeah, Drop you know? Dead Fred was in the young ones. Wow, really? Rick, whatever the he fuck was? his name was, Rick Neuheisel uh, or whatever the I'm fuck. Too was? sexy for my body. I'm too sexy for my Drop Dead Fred rule. No, you not know. right said Fred. <laughs> oh god, that was right guy, said Fred. The movie Drop Dead Fred? <laughs> I thought it was right said Fred. <laughs> I'm too sexy for my <laughs> no. body. I'm sure he's from some area there. Oh, of Rick course. Mayall. Oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, one of those guys died recently. A couple of them have died. Rick Mayall's definitely dead. Yeah, Phoebe wow. Cates, man, Phoebe Cates is looking rough right now. Do you understand Phoebe Cates? When I was like 14, Here, 13, 14 years old, she was the Jessica Alba of her time. She was I figured out so cute. I could Chromecast this fucking window. Here. Look at this, man. There you go, man. Um, as if that means something to me. Well, because now you, <laughs> I, whatever we're watching, I don't have to like change over. I used to have to like plug in the fucking thing, and it's a whole goddamn. Th now I know we have times on the show, Keith where we go off on tangents Look at that Ooh, and that's part of the, the show's brightness. thing okay which is probably not the best strategy but we go off on tangents we don't listen to each other <laughs> but i gotta just stop the show and say one thing i, I want to thank kevin kellum anyway the last time i was here kevin kellum kevin kellum is a sweetheart of a man he's a good man you know uh if you're listening kevin this one's for you okay buddy <laughs> this bud lights for you kevin sorry <laughs> what do you think about that boycott you know do <laughs> 
I think it's great. I, mean, I always love watching a, a Hilljack fire a weapon into a... <laughs> I think what's great is they don't know that they're anti-capitalism and they are. Like, they're always about, like, they're making our shit woke. Like, no, you... This should make you hate capitalism. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, this is... Know, a, these are corporations running amok. Yeah, it has yeah. nothing to do with people... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the only people grooming your children is Anheuser Busch. I think Phoebe Cates looks okay in that picture. It's not companies do not participate in wokeness; they participate in uh, marketing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Also, <laughs> and, and that's a market out there, so they're just also trying to figure they're that mad out. because Dylan Mulvaney is kind of hot. So they fucking they're yeah, afraid yeah. <laughs> that it makes their junk move a little bit. They did a yeah. they did a really good job on her. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. It's, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I saw the can and I was like, that's a total lady. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, I that's, mean, that's a broad on a can. Yeah, yeah. So look at Phoebe up here. I think Phoebe looks okay on no, the left the top there. one. I can't see because of the glare. Guy. Can you turn that light off? Oh, yeah, I'm my bad. About that. That's okay. It's all good. No, again, we were talking about Phoebe Cates, Keith. And, you know, Phoebe Cates, to me, she, she, oh, she, I mean, this, she was, she, uh, I'll be, okay, this is another mission For me, first wet dream <laughs> i've never had a wet dream oh i man when i was in my teenage years they were happening trust I me i took care of that when i was awake as a kid yeah yeah the, yeah because I, I didn't discover how to yank it until i was older I, that's god's honest truth uh, i just I, was, I came late to the party so uh so i used to have major Literally. nocturnal initiative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had a lot of wet first one ever Barbara Bach from uh, from uh, Dukes of Hazard, Daisy Duke. Mich I thought it was Michelle Bachman. Okay, so <laughs> look at this picture Michelle. up here. This yes, is that blank Kate's. stare in your eyes. Look Michelle at this Bachman. current Kate's right here. This is like oh, and she, then they is that rumor rumor Willis? Is that, that's what kind of uh, oh, is but this? this is Rick. They all got the old pictures of themselves. Yeah, Phoebe Kate's just looks like I appreciate this though because that means like she's actually aged. Oh but yeah, yeah, dude. Fast Times at Ridgemont High era. She might be one of the cutest human beings. Oh, oh alive. she was the Jessica Alba of her generation. Like her Danica Patrick. Crocious in 2002. Yeah. I li literally wanted to marry Danica Patrick. Really, he found that attractive. Because not yeah. even that. I just was like, she seemed accessible. Yeah, like yeah. Me, hot women were always like, that's not a thing. Yeah, yeah. So anytime yeah. And yeah. that maybe I, that means I'm downgrading her because I'm like, you're not hot, Danica. No, no, no. Yeah, hey, it just, I've always said this, like. I would always tell people, I'm like, no, I want to like date her. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I yeah. was in love with Danica Patrick. <laughs> and that's how I feel about Phoebe Cates' looks. Like it, it, Phoebe that's Cates. That's a girl you're like, my parents would love her. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, yeah, she, she'd she get was... along with my brother. Like you start thinking about deeper shit. Weird than just, fantasies. Like, <laughs> that's the type of girl where you're like, I would never disrespect her and have a fantasy like that. I, I don't with bar well yeah but let's be yeah. honest you're disrespecting her you know in, no, your, I don't in, know. in your in your cabeza in your fantasy you know it's just it's just bizarre but i respect you getting real keith i respect you actually expressing the reality you know again that's the age difference in us because i i of course had comparable impulses you know for me it was like having crushes on certain girls at school god amy mccory would never even speak to me but she's just so cute and literally having the fantasy of like her and i being together as like an 11 year old boy her and I. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Did we you, go together. Did like you have those fantasies as, as, a, as a 12 year old? Like, oh, if I was just with her, this would all work out. Or, you know what I mean? Oh, dude, I, I'm the king of deluding myself. Yeah. Before I got with her, yeah. I used to have to, and I do this with comedy sometimes, where yeah. like, 
I'll become disappointed because I've t- I've come to from a delusion. Yeah. And like that moment where you're like, oh, I was just fantasizing about something. Yeah. But I do it so well that like it's yeah. not just like, oh, I'm I'm doing Carnegie Hall. I'll like <laughs> I'll be on my way to a mic and in my head have a good set. Someone will tell me I'll become a regular at the club. I'll do years worth of sets. <laughs> And then like it'll I'll do a whole career in my head and then like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll get off at a bus stop and I'll be like, oh, that's never going to happen. Yeah. And like just that washes over you and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, yeah believe like, me. Why would why am I so good at doing that? Yeah. Uh, for me, when I have a lot of do that with girls, like, like yeah. if I had a crush on a girl like I used my one of my first bits that crushed was like. I never ask women out because like it's going so well up here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like why would I ruin it with reality? Up here we're married. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a funny idea. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I used to that's also well, that that is I think that's a healthier response than saying, "Oh, I'm going to hate women because they reject me," which I'm yeah. sure a lot of men have those thoughts. No, I just loved all you know, of them. It, it just yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had such a huge litany, I couldn't decide, and, and a fantasy with all of them. That's totally unfair to them, and also really a symptom of my loneliness, of course, at that time. You know, until I started having more experiences. Oh, there it is. You know, but you know, for me, what? what yeah, she. Look at her. My, my, I mean, they. <sighs> pay, that's a on purpose pick. That's like mid telling someone something (laughs) kevin get earrings i know i know well she totally dropped out of the act like one of the horcruxes from harry potter my my girlfriend did uh used to do catering in new york city and catered a party that phoebe cates and kevin klein were throwing at their place in the upper west side steve martin and martin short were there upper west side but said that she was totally cool totally cool Like, like, like just you know just whatever just you know professional on the level but just easy to deal with you know other people were not. She also got to serve uh, uh, at a party. Uh, what's his face? Uh, who's not Sam Norton? He was a comic. Ed Norton. Ed okay. Norton? Yeah. said Ed Norton, total asshole. Oh, yeah. She's married to Kevin Klein. Yeah, yeah. You know, my, my, uh, my, uh, the truth. They probably share each other so hard. No, they, they have two kids, you know, that are like, I mean, I think they're in their 20s. We now have our own you know? human fuck toys. And they, uh, and they, uh, yeah, my, my girlfriend sir, worked a party doing catering at their amazing place on the Upper West Side in Manhattan, you know? I mean, they're, they're living in the elite, you know? They're, they're coastal elites, as they say, you know? They're coastal elites. Look how fucked up my hair is. Hey, man, you're just doing your thing, you know? Yeah, but look at that one picture of her, like kind of third row from the top or two and a half down, uh, next to the older picture, the oh, one right. on the right, and, and next to the one where she's going to take off her top. Look at that this one uh, yeah right there exactly this guy? exactly that one look i mean she was pretty cute yeah that's a headshot i mean yeah you, you gotta admit it she's a pretty cute woman it was like i mean for about two or three years there Ooh, look at she that. was the standard i'm telling you she was the standard like she was i mean i'm trying to think of that, that era you going right now for uh you know I, it, i noticed it let's just put it that way i noticed it okay yeah, it, it caught look my attention she's caught so my much eye. hotter than him <laughs> he's just contemplating it he's like damn dude i'm with phoebe Oh yeah, Walking Kate's yeah. bro. Well, Klein was in a huge actor. He was in uh, whatever, and this and that. No, he was in a he was in a uh, the the big chill. Look, you know? someone made a YouTube video bashing her. What happened? Don't do that. I mean, come on, she just got older. Don't you know? That's what happens. Yeah. It, it, you know, you're gonna have to in, in, in you know deal with that. Look at her. Oh, 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 god. I mean, that looks like her when she's she's trying to not allow black people into a college. Do, do you understand when I say she was the Jessica Alba of her time? Oh yeah. Doesn't it totally she make looks sense? Like Jessica Alba. It, it's that sort of cuteness. There's a cuteness factor in there. 
Jessica Alba would also had like would totally break her, her, your neck with her thighs. <laughs> she was like an action star. Yeah, yeah. This makes it look like her boobs are lopsided. Well, she's got well, there's because the color. Is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But she the good. Look at us. Just we're just fucking talking shit about. I women know. I know. Now. Yeah, it's a little bit kind of an odd direction. But you know, we were uh, we were talking about before we came on the air about uh, different things that were going on in the world. And one of the things in we a gonna, world we were going to talk about uh, was uh, and Jack a one, Nicholson, and a two, and a three, and a four. Jack Nicholson. Oh, we'll go to that right now. Nicholson, yeah, who has not been in public. I don't think he's acted in something in a decade now. I think well, what was the last thing he did that was known, like The Departed or something? I mean, I think um, he did a few things in 2010. He was maybe? at a Lakers game. The last time he was seen was at a Laker game with his son. Let's go to a Laker game, Jack Jr. Let's go. Thanks for just. I love how that's what it. So there was this article I read. This is the uh, someone took a picture of him the first time he's been seen since October 2021. That that's a year and a half. Apparently, he just chills on his balcony and is like full on in dementia mode. So like only a son comes by, but this is Jack Nicholson, just just wandering about. Yeah, his whole story is pretty bizarre. He was I think his. He thought his mother was his sister when he was growing up, like in Jersey in the 30s and 40s. iconic characters was spotted recently for the first time in 18 months. This is an AI voice describing the video. become increasingly reclusive in recent years. Was seen at his $10 million Beverly Hills compound looking disheveled and unwell. The sighting has caused concern among his friends and fans alike with many worried about the state of his health and well-being. This is what happens with dementia. Yeah, yeah. you're also 85. He's 85 years old. sighting has sparked rumors about his physical and mental health. What do you think he's thinking? Friends have voiced concerns. I just loved, like, the idea that he's still Jack Nicholson, but he's, like, got dementia, so his son comes over and he's like, there's baloney in the walls. <laughs> What? Having his delusional statements. You know, you know, over there, they got a little device over in the TV, <laughs> and it watches me spank my meat, well, man. He, he, he used to be... He was a respected actor at one time. Then he just became a movie star. Batman totally made him like, I can just cash this thing out for a while. You know what I mean? He, he made a shit ton of money on Batman. If I'm not mistaken... He had, pe he had a piece of the package oh, because yeah, they yeah, couldn't yeah. afford what he really was worth. So they were like, we'll give you like percentages of the gross i think he made 60, that's hollywood talk i i think he made 60 million dollars in 1989 <laughs> and that's a lot of money you know for i mean for uh for you know i mean you've hit the jackpot on that one you know oh, for happened? just being an actor you know so yeah that was jack nicholson wandering on this yeah. fucking so what is is your your first memory of him is batman i assume correct that's your oh, yeah. first exposure yeah yeah mine was a uh, was actually chinatown as we've talked about on the show before. Oh, that's Young Jack. I don't remember yeah. Young Jack at all. Even when I oh, saw oh, 70s, he when was I a real saw actor. The Shining, I was just like, "Holy Christ, what a young man!" Oh yeah, oh yeah, well, and, and I, he won an Oscar for One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Five Easy Pieces is good. He had a string in the seventies where it was. Let's like, redeem this with some the, classic the, Jack. The, they, they were good movies. He was an authentic actor in the seventies. He did Reds. He played Eugene O'Neill, I think, in the movie. Not Eugene O'Neill. God, who did he play again? Oh God, I should know that. Yeah, I think it was Eugene, Eugene O'Neill. In the movie Reds with Warren Beatty and Diane Keaton, a movie about the Russian Revolution, you know, it's just like those movies didn't get, you know, I mean, that's what was made back then. I don't know if I don't know if it gets made. My, now. I, the movie I've always I love Jack Nicholson, 
I will never like the witches of Eastwick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man who's quite engaged in the world, and yet in, in two of your films, Easy Rider and Five Easy Pieces, you were playing someone who was becoming quite disengaged. He already just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. I'm just thinking about the finger pop I'm going to give you what, after this interview. What, what, what is the... Wait, wait, what's what's uh, the context K-E-R-A of this? K-E-R-A interview with Jack Nicholson. I think it's just 1971 interview. Wow. <laughs> what was his line? Uh, he's had, he has a very strong... <laughs> but I don't think... But I don't... Hang on. Yeah. Wow. Think a lot of Americans identify no, I don't think. Character. Yes, I do, and I don't think he's without honor. He's certainly not as honorable as I am. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think. But I don't think he's without honor at all. Uh, Why did you have me come honor. to the American Airlines lounge? We yeah, oh, yeah, done this yeah, at yeah. a hotel. The, yeah, the, this is in Texas. Yeah, this is in Texas because it's American Airlines, and, and there was something that gave away that. Yeah, this is in Dallas. It's K K A R E, I think, which is a which is a Dallas K E R A. That's all. He also is doesn't know how to use his power properly as a human being. He's not aware. Talking about God here, man. We're getting philosophical. I mean, he's probably on fucking mescaline. Who knows what he's talking? Complete nonsense. What a time! Think of late sixties Hollywood. He used to write himself fan mail because fan mail would get through at the airport. Oh, no, that's how he would sneak it to whatever city he was going to. Really? So he would say, like, you oh, know. Oh, this is my fan mail? No, yeah. So he would, you know, all you do is you write yourself some fan mail. You put a little <laughs> bud in there. And then you just mail the fan mail to whatever hotel you're going to be at. And then when oh, okay. you get the hotel, they give you your mail and you just got your weed. Oh, that's how you do it? That's how he would sneak weed. Uh, where'd you hear this, man? That's how he stole that, told that story later in life. That's how he oh. would, like, so he didn't have to bring weed on an airplane. Okay. Interesting. Just write yourself a little fan mail. You figured out little... the system, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one, sure. this one, you probably, this is a Jack you're more familiar with here, probably. Yeah, well, yeah. This, this is, is 1982. Yeah, yeah, this is... He's, I mean, he was becoming a big star. Can you yeah. remember the time in your own childhood? This is actually pretty good. I've seen this interview. Because he, he didn't get interviewed very much. There's not much on him. I fucking despise journalists. Yeah, well, he just... I voted for Trump three times. Yeah, I, I know he only ran twice. Uh, he but was I, a, ran an own, I ran an election at my house on Tuesday, <laughs> and he won. So you know, he's actually he's actually pretty rational. Oh, I know. Male American, you know, when you're out there in New Jersey, you don't suddenly pop up in the middle of your your football practice and say, "Yes, I'm going to be an actor." You don't. It doesn't. This is when you know he's such a powerful man. Everyone else who's played the Joker has like locked themselves in a basement dungeon yeah. and kept a notebook and got all hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He was just, I'm fucking gonna do it as me, man. <laughs> like, he was just fucking Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do any. He laughed. That's the one thing. Yeah. But he oh, laughed I'm, in other movies. Dude, when he was in the first Batman, I mean, he was, I think he might have been nominated for an Oscar. Like, it was like, this is a deep role that he's doing. Like, literally, it was a respected role. Just fucking dyed my you hair know? green, Well, man. that's because he was interviewed when, when Heath Ledger was talking about the emotional difficulties he had when he filmed a Dark Knight. Yeah, he got whatever. addicted to drugs doing it. And, and, and uh, I guess Nick Nicholson was like, I told him, I told him to worry about that. I told, I told him, him. He to snort the mescaline onset. You get yeah. addicted to drugs before the role. He, he was such a dick at the end of his, or towards the end of his, when he did the movie Wolf, 
Remember the movie Wolf? I love the, the movie mid- Wolf, yeah. where he pisses on a guy's leg to yeah. literally claim territory. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's yeah. Like, watch the fucking Wolf trailer. It, 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 with that movie, he had it in his contract that every day they went over shooting, he got paid a million dollars a day. So he intentionally would show up late, I guess, to the shoot like for, for like a couple months, oh, knowing yeah. on the back end he had two weeks. He got an extra fourteen million dollars. That's the story I heard. He got for, for two weeks. He got fourteen million extra dollars for filming that this movie. This is a perfect example of a movie my dad let me rent unrestrained like i was i was like nine years old and i rented this and was all about it yeah real enthralled watching wolf yeah yeah you weren't there because to me i I was in my mid-20s at this point and i was like this is i'm smelling girls snatches all of a sudden i'm sleeping all day how do you feel Feel a little fucked up, to be quite honest. It's just him smiling, giving him his look. Yes, Mexican. <laughs> Independence Day. <laughs> but Michelle Pfeiffer's in this, right? Yeah. What a cast! I remember going to oh, a she White was Sox off game. Dangerous Minds. Now she has to deal with fucking Wolf Minds. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I remember watching this. They used to, they showed this uh this preview at a at a White Sox game. I was Hell like, yeah, a White Sox A's it. game in '95. You thought he got deep for the Joker, you know? Yeah, I, I never saw this. Oh, dude, I was all about it. He fucking he doesn't become the wolf. Like all that shit with him as the wolf. That is literally the last scene. Yeah, they try and jaws you. We're like, yeah, yeah. they just do first person point of view for the whole movie when yeah. he's the wolf. Yeah, where they have that fast camera running through like yeah. American Werewolf in London. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love without doubt. Oh yeah, I think he fucking like morphs his head through those bars. Yeah. They're the goddamn wolf. Don't look so scared. Whoa! <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's fucking great. Yeah, I never saw it. Mike Nichols directed that. Yeah, Hell that yeah, sense. that makes sense. You need to pay, make a check, dude. Yeah. The things they made in the 90s. Ooh, it yeah. just was insane. I mean, I, I think there were, I, I definitely, there was there was good independent cinema in the eight, in the 90s, I would argue. Pretty good independent cinema. Look at this, Marvel, but, but, but Shawshank. The, 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 oh, yeah, this is. Oh, know. it just started. You know, three hours. I'm going to be casting as, as the voice of God in everything for the next 30 years because I'm Morgan Freeman. I was never, oh, I was never young. I was born 58 years old. Trying to catch the tail end of some news here. You know, you make a mistake. Oh no, Jacob Emrani. We can never figure out what's going on in the world here. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, but with uh <laughs> so Nicholson, yeah, I think he's he's not long for the world. It's it's bizarre. Him and, and uh Willis, Bruce Willis. What yeah. he's got is lethal. Like yeah. Jack Nicholson is at least eighty five. Like yep. he'd be pretty much dead anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but, but like yeah. Bruce Willis is like his he's in brain his 60s is like deteriorating. Still. Yeah, he's see in what a, he has. He's in his late six. It, it's a condition I think somewhat similar to a dementia, but it is definitely a neurological disorder. Like my father has it's Parkinson's. Like, it's like an ALS and, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's those neurological disorders. Frontal temporal dementia. Ooh. Uh, your front your frontal lobes 
that that is your rational thought that, that those lobes develop later in life. That's why kids are the way they are because the frontal lobe is not developed. So it's the result of damage to neurons in the frontal and temporal lobes. Uh, many possible symptoms can result uh, including unusual behavior, emotional problems, trouble communicating, difficulty with work, and difficulty with walking. Yeah, yeah. The, the, it's higher reasoning. The frontal lobes don't truly develop for a lot of people until like they're like mid mid early twenties. People with FDT, that's the truth. FTD, frontal temporal, whatever the fuck, typically live six to eight years with their condition. Sometimes longer, sometimes less. Most people die of problems related to advanced to uh, advanced disease. Mm. Man, oh yes, he's still at the beginning. I bet he gets he's very also good. richer than most people. Yeah, so he'll be able to survive longer. They're gonna put a shark brain in his head yeah. or something like that. <laughs> They'll inject him with some, you know, stem cells. You know, so it just means helping the environment by cleaning. Look up. at that beard! How clean it is! It looks like he puts that on before the telecast. <laughs> 33rd annual great la river. look they're cleaning up the river it has no water like in a bed of dirt <laughs> well i mean it's Our actually gotten water recently you know the great la concrete ditch cleanup oh boy i'm sure they i'm sure they just kicked over a couple dead homeless people to get a, oh look there's a, a suck a, a piece of garbage over that corpse he was a dirty homeless person so you have to admit the this. rapper living here would you say la is a dirtier city hey, than, than chicago right bailey's in the chat um, well uh, LA is a dirtier city than Chicago. Would you admit that? Would you think? Oh, 100%. Yeah, it looks yeah. like it. This looks more third worldy out here. By yeah. the way, let's give a, a shout out. A happy birthday, James Bailey. Happy birthday, James Bailey. Thank you for listening to our disjointed podcast. Oh, this has been a great show so far. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, no, it's yeah, that dude. Look at him. Is that Aaron Rodgers? See, yeah, you know, <laughs> fucking. This is Has what he been traded to the Jets yet? Well, what is going it's on with Stone, this? It's vindictive. He's doing some like deleting his twitter type shit but like his version so apparently there's this date in june where if the packers don't trade him yeah he's on they're like stuck with his this year's salary so like it's there it's like some deferment thing pretty much like it'll fuck them over financially yeah if they don't get the deal done until before june 1st so he has told the jets like wait till june 2nd like he wants to fuck the Packers. Ooh, man, that that's you know. Uh, like, let me even look it up and see what the thing Keith, is. Keith, Keith, Keith. I really hope this is the end of the Packers being a great team for a while because I wanted to get back to the time when I cheered for the Minnesota Vikings and when I first became a football fan. And the Green Bay Packers were an awful, awful football team. Not the '60s. I was not alive yet. They were so bad in the 70s and the 80s. They were awful. That's the type of thing that if that actually happens, financially that'll be a hit. It's going to leave a real bad taste in the mouth of the fan base. And we'll see how Jordan Love does. You know, I kind of think Love is going to have some problems just because if he would have been good enough by now, he probably, they probably would have gotten rid of Rodgers sooner. Granted, I think this is what, his third year? Is it Jordan Love's third year? He cannot turn into this great RPO quarterback. It cannot happen. You know, it cannot happen. This fan base should not have now a third great Hall of Fame level quarterback. This cannot happen. I have been waiting for this moment. No, Keith, I think that the for coach 30 years for his expectations. Jesus Christ, man. I mean, come on. He, they cannot have another great quarterback. No one gets that. No one gets that. You've had 30, 31 years of exceptional quarterback play. 
you are now going to know what it's like to be an actual fan of an NFL team that's just inconsistent and muddling because they have some bum at quarterback. And you of all people, Keith, know what that's like. Who, who, who literally of your lifetime is Cutler the best quarterback <laughs> that you can think of? You know, I mean, I mean, or maybe yeah, maybe Eric Kramer. I think talent wise, yes, but like. Yeah. Jim Miller had a good season in 2000. Eric Kramer statistically is the leader. Maybe was Orton a good leader in his own way Orton too? Orton was like a what like a game manager. Yeah. Orton was yeah. like fucking Elvis Gerback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you could make it to the playoffs with him, but yeah. like you need a solid running game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And your defense had to be like really that. good. Yeah, yeah. So okay, let's see. Yeah. This is the, what's being held up here. The New York New York has to get this deal done. Uh, at this point, Jets general manager Joe Joe Douglas's job depends on it. Mm -hmm. uh, Green Bay is justified in wanting one first round pick. Throw in one or two, blah blah blah. It's in the Packers' best interest to trade Rodgers too, but it's not dire. The Packers are cap compliant as it currently stands. They can carry over the contract they gave Rodgers last off season. The worst case scenario, which is admittedly hard to stomach, is that they pay Rodgers sixty million to ride the bench. But again, they can carry this contract. Plus, there's nothing stopping them from restructuring his salary either. But there also is something where if it doesn't ha if it happens after bench, if, if it happens million. after June, yeah, like there there's some sort of financial thing where like the Packers will be fucked. I, I just oh, it's a dead cap hit. Okay, uh, the Packers yeah. have no incentive to move quickly on this. Rodgers' dead cap hit goes down significantly if he's traded after June 1st. Oh, okay. So he wants it done before that. Oh, okay. Oh, but it's going to happen after that. Yeah, exactly. Specifically, yeah, yeah. it goes down from around $40 million to $15 million oh, in 2023. Far, far more manageable. Far more yeah, manageable. so he yeah. wants the trade to get done, but he also is being like, but make it take just as long. Like, do it just to get, trade me on March 31st. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or May 31st or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. He's being vindictive. Well, you know, it's what's known as the paddock. Uh, and the paddock. I, I really want him to go away. I, I, you have to admit, you want him to go away too, right? I mean, it's like, you, oh yeah. You, I mean, I mean, he is gone. Like he's yeah. not. They're trading him. It's just a matter of when. You've never had a time period where the Bears have been the dominant team in that rivalry, right? Never You've consistently. Never, never. When Lovey Smith was the coach, we beat the. Packers a little bit yeah yeah and I would agree with that they enough enough yeah. that they were a challenge unlike the pushover they've been you know for Ooh, so Gilligan's long now Island. <laughs> but I can tell you with uh because when I was growing up I mean you know the Packers were all the Bears were the dominant team in the division when I was a teenager from 84 to 89 the Bears were averaged a 12 and 4 season for six seasons they were very good you know, and so and they dominated the Packers and they dominated the Vikings. Vikings were the only team that could actually kind of run with the Bears back then. But even they would get beat most of the time. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So I'm also, you know, for a long time, the Vikings had more wins than the, than the Packers in the rivalry. Then for a long time, it was 50 50 USFL football is on. And, and now now the pack has a good eight game lead on the Vikings because they've had freakish quarterbacks. It's just like this cannot continue, Keith. It cannot continue. They replayed the championship game, hyping people up for this. <laughs> this is the fight opener. Birmingham step. Yeah. Who, who, who are they playing? Who, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing who the coach is. I wonder oh, if this is the. I wonder if it's different. Last season, they played every game in Birmingham. They're playing the Generals. Oh, yeah. Trump's team. Everybody's mic'd up, so you hear them, dude. The game I was watching. Yeah. 
uh, they have the coach and the quarterback mic'd up. So when they go to the sideline and talk plays, you hear them. And the quarterback was clearly confused. He was like, wait, what? So it's apple, Charlie, cinnamon yeah. stick. And he's like, no, God damn it. Like he's like, uh. so then he goes to the huddle and the players are like, are you sure that's the play? Like I literally heard someone go, you oh, yeah. sure that's the play? Wow. And I was like, maybe they shouldn't mic these guys up. That's hilarious. Who was that quarterback? Do you remember who it was? It was the Birmingham Stallions guy oh, okay, because okay. it was a replay of the championship game. Okay. Damn, I want to see who's on, who's on these teams. Jim Haslett is the coach of one team. Oh, I'm sure. Bizarre. I think they carried a lot of people over. Oh, oh I'm sure there's, I do, there's NFL people who do this. I do cause. love that there's two kind of football, like the XFL and USFL are a thing. Oh, yeah. Like they had to open up the upper bowl of the Edward Jones Dome or whatever the fuck it's called now in St. Louis. They're loving that team over there. Really? Really? God, they just want to watch. Oh, I'll just watch this. I mean, again, late stage capitalism, <laughs> decline yeah. of the Roman Empire. Let's just see people hit each other all the time, not for a certain time during the year. Who's their coach? Jamar Smith. I could look it up. Yeah, yeah. Old Jill Clatt doing fucking play by play. Wow. Chargers. Yeah, it's a lot of retread coaches who just weren't good anymore. I think. Or Jim Haslett coached the Saints before uh, Sean Payton. They actually oh, yeah. had some success. They had like an eight and eight year before him. They went with fucking old Deuce McAllister. And, and they also had a Aaron Brooks yep. as their quarterback. That black quarterback. Aaron. Aaron is the guy. But the, the guy from Texas. I still don't know who that is. A period R O N. I was probably after my time. I, no, no, you were there, man. You were there. African American guy with glasses. <laughs> kind of a nerdy guy. Good guy. Aaron Leroy? I can't think of his fucking name. No, I don't oh, know. I don't I know. Think, I'm sure I know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't mean to go. Just going back to his experience. So Moose Trump Johnson is the president of the USFL. Daryl Moose Johnson? Yeah. Wow. I'm going to make my money in the league in sports. With his big fucking. This is my commitment to With what his I'm crooked doing. pinkies. <laughs> Got a lot of players. Alan Page literally has a pinky that's a 90 degree angle. So do you want to go from the top Michigan Panthers on down to see who the yeah. fucking Okay, yeah, it's right here. It's right here. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh Mike Nolan is the head coach of the Michigan Panthers. Oh, the guy who used to coach the the, the Falcons the 49ers, and the 49ers. The guy who drafted Alex Smith over yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yep, exactly. The New Jersey Generals are uh at the Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium, Mike Riley is their head coach. Oh, you know he he used to coach Oregon State. Uh, he also coached yeah. uh, some U, uh, some CFL teams. Is he Lincoln Riley's brother? Uh, no, 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 no. He's actually a pretty known coach. The Philadelphia Stars are coached by Bart Andrus. Ah, uh, I don't know who that is. I should know. He is the head coach. He's just a former. Oh, he served as a head coach for the Am. Oh, he's an NFL Europe guy. Oh, coached in NFL Europe from wow. 01 to 07. I remember wow. them. The Rhine Fire. Yeah, yeah. Amsterdam had a team in the early Madden games. They would be an unlock all the US, all the like NFL Europe teams were at, like unlockable teams that you could then put into the game, like in the NFL. Uh, the Pittsburgh Maulers have Ray Horton. Uh, oh God, was that a former head coach for the Pits? Oh wait, uh. He played football at Washington and was drafted in the second round of the 1983 NFL draft by the Bengals. Was he? Was he? Old? He must have been a linebacker. He looks like a. He looks like he's arched over the way he's yeah, walking in yeah, this pick, like a yeah, linebacker. Yeah. Birmingham Stallions is Skip Holtz. Fucking. Oh, that's Lou, Lou Holtz's son. son. That's my son, my Skip. My uh, son uh, Skip is Lou Holtz. Rare. Lou Holtz. Now you're gonna be a big trumper. Birmingham, big Alabama, is, is paradise down here. Yep. COVID don't exist. Yeah. Big trumper. 
Big Trumper. Proactive Stadium. That's a fucking conundrum. That's a ironic right there. Proactive Stadium in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> Proactive racism. So what? Uh, the Houston Gamblers are Curtis Johnson. He's their head coach. I don't even know who he is. Uh, he was the head coach of Tulane from 2012 to 2015. Hmm. I Memphis, bet you he's offense. Oh, Memphis Showboats? Todd Haley. Wow. Who He was like the co the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs last year. Uh, he was the head coach of the Chiefs. He is my, my brother. Literally, my brother, lifelong Chief fan. Hated him. He, he's like, he is the biggest he dick signed ever. Matt, didn't they sign Matt Castle when Todd Haley was the head I coach? I think they may Yeah, may have. He was the coach before Andy Reid, and then he became the D coordinator of the Steelers. He's just a dick. He's just one of these dick coaches. Oh, this guy used to be a quarterback coach for the Bears. The New Orleans Breakers are coached by John Filippo. Oh, really? Coach Flip, dude. He was the fucking, they brought him in to save Mitch. Wow. Yeah, I think he also might have been with the Vikings at one time. There's actually some names. Yeah, in know? 2020, he was hired as the quarterback's coach on Matt Nagy's staff to like teach Mitch how to pass football. I tell you what, you know some Mitch, Mitch Trubisky? He's going to have a, have a He's career. He's going to play for fucking 20 years. Yeah, yeah, He's going to be like be Mike Tomczak. Yeah, yeah. Mike Tomczak played until 2002. I, I watched a game recently where he was, uh, I've been going to the YouTube rabbit hole, where he was a uh, uh, quarterback for, for the Steelers. Tomczak played for the Steelers a little bit. I watched some Harbaugh games where he was quarterback for the Colts. And also, he was the quarterback in 98 when they played the Vikings for the Ravens. Harbaugh was was a quarterback for the Ravens in in ninety eight. So we can get into a little bit of. Uh, I thought Harbaugh was an okay coach. Or all okay the quarterback. Fucking coach. Uh, I mean, oh, quarterback. Jim Harbaugh was one of those guys that like I don't really remember him you as a bear, him? but I remember people in my family fucking loving Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I used to call him John Hardball. I thought that was his last name. <laughs> what I know him as a Colt. I yeah. own that's like yeah. Like I was just thinking the other day because we're in nineteen ninety six for TV history. Yeah, like. I was still so much a little kid in 1995. Oh like, yeah, I became aware of the Bears. That was the first time where, like, when I was when I would be at my dad's house, I would watch Bears games because I yeah. would be at his house, and it was the first year I'd watch it by myself and enjoy it. Yeah. But then, other than that, when I would go back home, like, I still was obsessed with the Power Rangers. I'd cry yeah. if I missed the Power Rangers. I yeah. wanted to watch X Men and shit. Like, yeah, 96 was really when I started like only watching sports yeah and like kind yeah. of veering away yep exactly so you like getting that, it so even stuff that i watched like there i watched the 1995 nfl season and then i read about it the other day and i'm like i don't remember that yeah but i watched it yeah but yeah. like 96 is really when i'm like okay i remember exactly what happened in 96 i i had 20 years of football watching experience under my belt by that time but to me, the night when I think of the '90s and how it looks as a game, it's the guys were gigantic, and there, there, there was a bit of a weight issue at certain, in certain ways too. You know, like I will say now, I am warming to the RPO thing. I am adjusting. I mean, to it's it. just the way football is now. Yeah, it's just the, yeah. It, By the it, way, here's what age the thing about the '90s now. Yeah. it makes me feel old. You remember American Girl dolls? Oh, absolutely. They would have like a girl from the '20s, Depression era girl, fucking old, a girl with fucking leg braces, yeah. fucking with polio and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the American Girl dolls are from the 90s. Like they're kids that were born in the 90s. Yeah, so it's like, here's what a kid in the 90s oh, looked like. Oh, and they're like. wearing like neon mall gear. It comes with like the see-through little phone. Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like it make it's, it, it, but it's ridiculous to me because it's like, I always thought the thing about American Girl, what it was like, characters that had been through fucking straight up traumatic experiences like the 90s ruled yeah <laughs> like that'd be great if the american girl doll was like 
this is Mallory. She survived Andrew Cunanan in 1996. Yeah. <laughs> just an American girl doll of a murder survivor. Yeah, well, yeah. Andrew Cunanan wouldn't have murdered her because uh, he, he was he loved men. He was gay. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean. Though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You're in your 90s butcher. Yeah, yeah. It's I remember watching uh, the old USFL. Absolutely, Doug Flutie. Uh, it had a chance of becoming a real league. Flutie and you know? Walker were on yeah. the Generals. I, oh. I knew Herschel Walker was, but I didn't know Flutie. Oh, was. absolutely, Flutie was. You know who else was Gary Barbaro, who was a former safety of the Chiefs. Here's my hot player. take. Yeah, because he's the comp size wise, and nobody's doing. Everybody's saying he's Patrick Mahomes, but smaller. Bryce Young is not is going to be slightly better than Doug Flutie. Really, Yo, Doug I, Flutie a, is the one quarterback that is Bryce Young size. Oh, like someone wow. looked it up, they were like, "Is there anyone who, who like Doug Flutie leads the league and wins at that size?" Oh yeah, of course at that size. But how many do you think it is? This was I'm, I'm stealing a NFL stat from wins. The NFL, NFL yeah, not CFL. He was yeah. a legend in the CFL. He won four Grey Cups in the CFL. I, I only think Flutie probably won thirty-one games. No, no. Uh, 26. 38. Oh, 38. I, was, I went the wrong, the right, wrong direction. So, okay. And like Flutie was talented. Oh, oh, oh. So no, like. But those rock heads back then couldn't get it through their head. But what He's I'm, too short. But what mm. I'm saying is like, that's what Flutie did. And Flutie wasn't terrible. So yeah. like the intangibles, the like mental part of the game, like he needs to be like rocket science level genius. Yeah to like compensate for that height and that weight but you can do it now because the game is different the rpo thing is different there's more space in between people that was always the thing he's got to be six foot four six foot five rocket arm that's not a bad thing to I have don't think it's going to be a talent thing it, i don't think it, he's it's going to look in between in between not over people i think he's not i think he's going to struggle to play full seasons yeah because he's too I small think, i think it'll just be like He'll jam his shoulder. Well, exactly. Having a 350-pound guy sandwich you between artificial <sighs> oh, turf oh. and you're 185 pounds. Yeah. Like, you're going to crush. Like, he, he'll have his strained, ribs and shit. Strained will be rib obliques yeah. and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. He's going to get dinged up. Yeah. Well, Kyler. So, I see. I feel like he's more like Kyler Murray. You know. Who fucking tore his knee up. Yeah. Just fucking running a yard. Uh, they, they have the third pick overall. They may want to think about drafting a quarterback. Although I guess the, the Cardinals, what I hear, I watch this podcast, they are a dysfunctional organization. USC hired Cliff Kingsbury as their quarterback's coach. Oh, they did? Yeah. God. That's a powerhouse wow. shit right there. Wow. Yeah, it's also knowing, like, okay, I can make a lot of money, and, and this is what it is. You know, it's so different. This is what it is. Ooh, look you at know, that pop. That was, a good little, that was a good little pass. You know what? The game I was watching, it like the it's not terrible yeah it's just because you don't have an emotional attachment to the logos yeah and the names yeah that's what i was trying to when my i was arguing with my uncle about the redskins name in the indians i was like you're not really mad about this you just have an emotional attachment to yeah. that name because yeah. when you were a kid the redskins were like the chiefs yeah. like just always great yeah yeah like colin coward was saying from the 70s until the 90s it was the redskins the steelers and the Cowboys were like yeah. the three NFL teams. No, he's wrong. And the well, he did just those three say teams. The Vikings. No, no, the Ra the Raiders were actually one of the teams. He might have said the Raiders. Too. And the Dolphins were actually one of the teams too. Which is it is so bizarre to see. Well, the he Dolphins was saying suck. like powerful yeah. brands. Oh, 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 Redskins in the eighties, they won three fucking Super Bowls. Well, no, he was saying seventies too because he was like they were good in the seventies. He, he was like Billy Kilmer. Yeah, he named. He goes, it didn't matter who Billy you threw Kilmer, in. Adidas. Yeah. 
Converse. Let's just watch that. What are we dicking around here for? Let's just watch Colin do this. So it, it was it's uh, about NFL owners. Yeah, they were they were a competitive team with George Allen. They went to a Super Bowl, the Super Bowl seven. They went to it. Vikings owned them in the playoffs. Vikings owned the Rams and the Redskins. They were two and zero against the Redskins. That was back when there used to be four teams in the playoffs. That was it. Plenty of ten and four teams didn't make the playoffs back then. Oh yeah, you know. I was looking up recently. The '85 Broncos were 11 and five and didn't go to the playoffs. That was the year that the Patriots okay. got destroyed by the by the Bears. Here we the go. AFC was garbage back then. It was so it was bad. garbage. I, oh I, yeah, you know, the NFC dominated. Like I think the the Packers. Like, didn't that extend the streak when the Packers? It was like the twenty-seventh straight year that the NFC had won the Super Bowl. Oh, when the when, when the, the Broncos finally beat, the beat them, uh, the the NFC had won fifteen years in the in a row, and for the most part in blowout fashion too. A lot of those AFC teams wouldn't have made the playoffs had they been in the NFC. Those Bronco teams basically had John Elway and a bunch of Joes. And, and they were not going to be. And none of them were Montana. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll yeah. be back after yeah, yeah, that yeah, show. Exactly. Okay. So. <laughs> All right, I got this pulled up here, buddy. Kool Aid. What if it was really bad brand? Kool Aid. You know. So he's. Uh, this is a video he blockers. cut. We'll see. We'll skip around on this, but this is him talking about most hated NFL owners because the Commanders are going to sell. Which are the. Thank God. Well, yeah, thank God Dan Snyder's going to make $6 billion. And we just get him. Go away. God, he's going to make $6 billion off he running bought, a team in the ground. And he paid ground. like $284 million or something. Running him in the it's ground. It's hard to ruin a great brand, right? Like, like, like Donald Sterling was a bad human, but yeah. that was never a great brand, right? Uh, Robert Sarver did all he could to ruin the Suns, but it wasn't a huge national brand. 70s, 80s, 90s, Washington was the Packers. Yeah. I mean, they were, when I, when I was a kid growing up, they yeah. were the franchise after Dallas and the Steelers. Exactly. Um, and, uh, Raiders were up there, too. So a lot of people felt, after, despite after the harassment the charges, that the owners would support Dan Snyder, and he would just figure out a way, despite bad PR, to hang around. Any insight to what possibly happened? Well, I think one thing that happened is that one of his own publicly started talking about maybe kicking him out. And I know Jim Irsay wow. really, really well. Wow. I admire his. I mean, we can we'll skip around, but really that first part is what I wanted you to hear. Yeah, of yeah, when he said that those yeah. were so you you say he should throw the Raiders in there as far as like oh yeah, but like big brands. Like I know they were good, but like dude, they, they were. I mean, they had a like brand. there were people wearing Raiders gear. Oh, the, absolutely, in the early nineties, that was the height of it. You know, look at NWA for crying out loud in eighty eight. I mean, the Raiders were a that was a because they were also they had a thug image. Yeah, they totally had an image of like they were a t cheap team. You know, they, they had a brand. Here's how you here's I, what, Hated Here's what them. Universal is to me, and this is how it shows how I grew up. Yeah. If you're in a gang, what team are you gonna pick? For because my my cousins were Latin Kings, yeah. all bought Steelers shit. Oh, interesting. And like that to me is that that's the brand they were drawn to. Yeah. I yeah. need these colors. That's this team. Yeah. Yeah. So like, would you say like in the in the 70s and 80s where where you did you know people where you're like, why are you a Redskins fan? Like, was it like, wow. like, would you like, did what I'm saying is, did you look at the Redskins as like, wow, what a big brand. Oh, like, what oh, a, oh the Redskins what were one of the name. best teams in the, in the NFL. They, I mean, and year like, in and well year out. run and like, oh yeah, absolutely. They didn't have a first round draft choice, Keith, 
for 15 straight years. They didn't have a first round draft. They were just trading it away. They would trade it and just get these like Clint Didier and shit. Joe Gibbs, guys even, would be, Joe mean, Gibbs even made him good in like 07 when he took him back over. I yeah, think Joe Gibbs yeah. is the one who drafted RG3 oh, or yeah, something the, the, like that. No, they were, I don't know if, uh, no, I think that was that was after. His I time. think he cleaned it up. I, I also think Gibbs. He was. He was. He, he was. He, the game had passed him by a bit by that point. In the eighties, he was a great coach. C- could adjust to anything. He he, he he was not. He was malleable as a coach. Oh, we're not doing this right. Uh, we do this. He yeah. goes against. I'll turn it down so you, so you could talk. Jim Irsay just spoke honestly and from his heart. It's also possible that his hat. Jim Irsay had had some conversations with other. Well, Jim Irsay is also like snorting Vicodin in the bathroom, uh, so he he's had fucking a severe he's alcohol flying, problem. He's flying a little that. loose, Jim Irsay. Yeah, I think he's had a couple of trips into, into rehab. You know, what a bizarre crew! Crew the NFL owners. Hold are, on, let me know? see. Oh, no, I can fix my. Here's I can correct my thing era. again. It's back he, to normal. Steelers and Cowboys. Ultimately, 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 the Steelers and Cowboys. Certainly, the seventies and the eighties. They were the brand. You know, they, they were the brand. But then also, it, was, it wasn't the Patriots. The Patriots became that for 20 years. Yeah. You know, they definitely became the brand of football, the team of football. Uh, and then I'd say, um, you know, yeah, the, the Niners weren't in the 70s. In the 80s and 90s, they were, but not this. The 70s Niners were an awful football team. The 70s Giants were an awful football when team. When did they have OJ? Didn't they have OJ uh, for a hot minute? I, I, I've been, they had him in 77, 78, and they were 79. Like laughably bad. Oh, I mean, they, they played they in were, like a high school football they stadium. Were, well, they played in, in Candlestick in that, remember that era of, of, of AstroTurf where it was like different shades of yeah. green? You know, it was like, it looked a lot like Veterans Stadium or Bush Stadium in St. Louis. Big seams where the pitcher's mound is at and stuff. I mean, guys were busting turf tones and ankles and knees were being blown every game back then. Uh, and, and yeah, that, that was like it, it was the Redskins, it was the Cowboys, it was the Steelers, uh, it was the Raiders. And, and then I'd say the Dolphins were also in that. It's amazing how bad the Miami Dolphins are now, how generic they are. They're when I was back a kid, when I was a kid, you, I mean, Don Shula was like, I mean, you were facing Belichick. I mean, it was that caliber of coach. Even though you know? in their come up, like they are getting better, but even their they brand, stink. but even their I, I brand, like them, even like where even in college speak, their brand is like new. Like they don't have that old classic logo yeah. anymore. Yep. They got like everything is like the teal's a little more vibrant. They yep. totally like nude up the team. Yeah, absolutely. I just think they were so that's when you know you're terrible. And yeah. the Bears were probably almost in danger of doing this. Is like really? when you change, when you redesign your colors and logo, that's when you're trying to shake, you're trying to shake an era off. Absolutely. When you do that. And I was getting to the point where I was like, they got to like change their logo or something. Like the bears are going to have to like Ooh. shake it up. That, that, if I, they, I couldn't have imagined. They're the one franchise that. that has, I think the Vikings too. And maybe the line have the, like, they've never changed their colors. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Maybe a little bit of a different mix of colors sometimes. They didn't always, know? the C was a different color in the 70s. Yeah. They had a white C. Do you remember the white C? I don't remember the white C. I, remember I want the, them to go back to that. Yeah, yeah. The white C was a Bobby Douglas. Peyton, that I era. think Peyton, no, Peyton didn't have a white C. No, 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 no. They, they, I remember, when I remember, I mean, I think about that with Peyton. This is how great Peyton was. This is how great he was. He played on AstroTurf his entire fucking career. And played for, to eight, he played 12 fucking I always years. tell you this, how Bud Grant, Bud Grant told Bears fans that we were spoiled. Of course you were. Because he was like, you know, 
Chuck Foreman was a great running back, and he played for three and a half years. Yeah, yeah. He, he, Chuck <laughs> Foreman played seven years. He had five good years, and at the end, I got the end of Chuck Foreman. I'm not lying, Keith. I think he ran a four nine forty. I mean, it was it was just like he was an old man at the end, you know. And he his body had broken down at twenty nine. Oh, you know, I just got to think in a football this, you know. So again, the Bears were spoiled with Peyton, and the Pack has been spoiled by. Again, not Pro Bowl caliber, not All Pro caliber, okay, not Hall of Fame caliber, but legendary quarterback play for 31 years. Before we go to break, I want to torture you for just a little bit. There was this video by this guy named Urinating Tree. I'm a big fan of him, so we're we're not stealing your shit. I'm just okay. showing I'm showing your information through this. This is for if it gets if he gets a cut content ID something. Sure. sure. Yeah, it is. But again, the pack cannot have the, this guy can't. I'm really hoping he doesn't develop. And, and I want them to have bad quarterbacks for a while. Like they need to have a good 7, 10, 13 years of just shitty Moses Moreno. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Fucking Quinn. Moses. You know, Craig I mean, Krenzel. yeah, just really uh, Jason Campbell, shitty quarterback play. All time bad Viking quarterback, Kelly Holcomb. Was a Viking. Gus Farratt was a quarterback for a while. So this guy threw the Bears trading their first overall pick. Tells the story of the Vikings trade. And like, yeah. what I find interesting. The Herschel Walker trade? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he talks about it, though, about how like the crux of his thing is how it didn't become this infamous trade. Like it took like three seasons yeah. for it to be realized. There's like, Oh fuck, we got fleeced. Like he yeah. was like, if you, that's why he takes you into like both teams head spaces. And you were like, he's like, it seems like a fair trade. Like it almost seems like the Vikings fucked the, the Dallas Cowboys. The, the, at first. The, that's what they were trying. Listen, they were trying to get the player to get them to win a Super Bowl. That's when running back was still was still a glory position, you know. So I get why they were doing it, but I knew after after about that half season, I was like, "This guy's not good enough." And Herschel had a, Herschel tried to kill himself. There was a suicide attempt when he was in Minnesota because he felt the pressure. That was going to be the missing piece to win a Super yeah. Bowl, and it's like they didn't even win a playoff game. Also, what this guy eventually says they is got like rid of him. they also didn't like. They just didn't put anything around him either. And that, well, why, why I want to show you this, that's but why true. I also want to show you this is they talk about other, they talk about people they drafted with the picks that they got from Dallas. Oh yeah. And I want, I want you to see Russell, that. Maryland, Darren Woodson, no, that the, who the Vikings drafted with like, with shit that they didn't, oh. the, or no, well, the Vikings or, got a few picks and that was that yeah. Alex Stewart, I think was a guy they got. Uh, they, uh, they traded for him in the 89 season. And he was cut after 91. They had him for two and a half years, and they traded a lot of players for him. But I give Dennis Green credit. He came in. He put his stamp on the organization. And the Vikings were competitive from 90, 92. In the 90s, the Vikings were a competitive team. Would you agree with me? They, they were one of the teams you had to kind of watch out for. In the oh, division. yeah. You know, it's like. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like good. The, like Robert Smith would tear you the fuck up. Yeah. Robert Smith was good. He was the Chuck Foreman of my era. Played yeah. for 20. Played for two seasons he, he he was their best uh best running back since Foreman. next to nothing was in the pipeline only herschel yeah. walker some solid pieces on defense and a couple of good young players like ken norton jr and michael irvin but the rest yeah the less said the better they were one in 15 1989 draft did bring them some solid pieces but the team was terrible Starting the season 0-5 while giving up just under 30 points a game. Ooh, that's a lot. Watching as Troy Aikman died in the pocket with a running game going nowhere yeah. was an agonizing sight. And 
To add more salt to the wound, Dallas not only drafted Aikman first overall in 1989, they selected another quarterback Steve in Walsh. Steve Walsh first overall. Bears quarterback Steve Walsh. Yep. That meant successful bear. Pick in 1990. Even with Herschel Walker, they were useless. Jimmy Johnson knew it. I should talk a bit about Herschel Walker, shouldn't I? He was only one of the greatest running backs in college football history. Then he yeah, went to yeah. the USFL and destroyed. Was Worlds he like? There. Was he an oh, Earl Campbell? Know. Like he's going to be the next Earl Campbell? Uh, no, no. He had even more speed than Campbell. Like, like he's he Mahomes fat. at running back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a freak. And then who followed him up was Bo Jackson. Bo Jack, he, he was the guy before Bo Jackson. Do you know who always blow, misses, I always miss as a great running back, but was, is Eric Dickerson. Oh, he was great. Because I think he got kind of lost in this shuffle. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, he was, you know, well, he got traded to Indianapolis. So he played for the Colts in yes. the 80s. So he was kind of buried in a small market. And then they drafted you know? Marshall Falk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, When he, I was in fifth grade, my uh, f one ooh. of the fifth grade teachers had a picture of, of Colts Eric Dickerson hanging up in his classroom. Wow. Because it was Indiana. <laughs> well, he, I mean, they traded for him in 87, and he was a pretty good player. You know, here I want to read that. But, you know, he was in L.A. for the first four years of his career. That was a big trade. L.A. got a lot of players for him. I don't know if they really parlayed it into much. But Yeah. I want that. Okay, so yeah, Jimmy was saying we were already 0-5 with him. Yeah. No, I mean, it was a smart move. Why not do it? You got to mix the friends. We're old and slow, and we need to jump uh, that rebuilding process. Yeah, absolutely. The jump started probably. We're running offense, you know. people would cry. They weren't winning with Walker. Plus, he was only averaging three yards per carry behind this offensive line. So the feelers started going out. Look and at after Jimmy. a few days, a deal is struck with the Cleveland Browns. Didn't expect that twist, did you? The original deal was to send Walker there for two firsts, three seconds, and a position play. Uh, However, Jimmy and Jerry felt they could get more. They made some cold calls. And this is the part where Minnesota comes into the story. Yeah, 80, they beat him the Vikings felt they were on the cusp of greatness. Yeah. They had reached the conference championship in 1987. They had a good to team. to the Redskins on oh. the final play. Why did you run that route, Anthony Carter? they had run into a 49er dynasty. C can we go back? I, I, I got to point defense, this out. I okay. stand up for this. Okay. Hold on. They had no running game. Hold on. The part where Minnesota comes into the story. The Vikings felt they were on the cusp of greatness. They had reached the conference championship in 1987 only to lose to the Redskins. See, it's Darren Nelson, the balls hitting two where it's Darren Nelson. Right there, the balls and him's kind of blurry. You see the guy, the, the guy just to the left? Right yeah. Anthony Carter. The route called for him to go in the back of the end zone, and he would take Daryl Green and tackle Darren Nelson back with him. Darren Nelson would have been open if he ran the wrong route, the right route, and they would have tied the game, and it would have been an overtime. But because he ran, Carter ran, Came he ran up. a great play, he ran the run. Green was able to go off him and tackle him and, and draw the ball loose on fourth down. They lost 17 to 10. That, that's truly the only time the Vikings were in the Super Bowl. Okay, because, yeah, they would have ran the Broncos no, into the, the Broncos fucking ground. Stunk. They, were, they stunk. But the freshman in college, it would have been this great. They had a magical run, but they thought they were one player away. They thought it was the running back. They needed a quarterback. So, uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah, let's, um, all right. I, I, I love that. I love how you had to get up. I had to because it was, uh, that's a, that's a moment. This is of like the play more. of your life. This is like oh, your, yeah. your fucking, uh, uh, fucking Bart, fucking Steve Bartman. 
Well, I mean, it, it's, there's about 10 the plays in Viking history that I can really point to as being like crushing moments. Dynasty. This is up there. Strong team with an excellent defense, but had a gaping hole in their team design. Yeah. They had no running game. They had no running. They it's really did. Old didn't. school smash mouth offense that tends they to They had go a good line. Their D Minnesota was great. Minnesota didn't have a bell cow running back. The committee of men who hadn't mustered Alfred a game more than 80 yards rushing since 1987. Yep. Darren Nelson could be called their headliner, Ugh. but was more known for dropping a pass in the championship game than anything on the field as of late. But that wasn't Dozier really his fault. In the first, in the first round, round. He was quickly being bomb. As a flop. Certified bomb. For years to fix who was that? It, to no DJ Dozier. Okay. And bigger risks had to be taken. Yep. Now imagine if you get a call. They didn't trade him in 90. They trade him in 89. With him as your running back, with yeah. that defense. Yeah. With the Pro Bowl quarterback and Wade Wilson. They had Anthony Carter and Steve Jordan. The Steve Jordan. I mean, they, uh, they had Gary Zimmerman and, and McDaniel, who were both in the Hall of Fame. So I like how they put, he put, like, the Vikings think, oh, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah, I mean, that was the, that's the reason why they did that. Only one thing stood in the way. Leo Lewis. He refused to go to Minnesota at first. Even if he didn't have a no-trade clause, Listen to what they have to do. It took a week of persuasion to get him to warm up to a move. And that only happened due to a few perks thrown his way. $1.25 million payment, a house of equal size to the one he had in Dallas, and the Mercedes-Benz of his choice. It was now official. Herschel Walker for five players. Okay. Darren Nelson, Jesse Solomon, Dave... Okay, I gotta go. I gotta stand up again. I gotta stand up again. And then the six conditional draft picks is the key to this. He was... Nelson was, I was fine. Other guys I could care less about. But the sixth condition, I mean, it was, it was their first, second, third. The Vikings didn't have a first, second, or third round pick for three straight drafts. So I didn't care about the you know. They, they didn't have any, they didn't, you know, they didn't have it. So because they traded, they basically traded what turned out to be 12 players for Yeah. And so, and he was comfortable. And I guess the condition, their play had to, like, the Vikings record had to do with what level those picks were. Yeah. So like the Vikings also, he talks about it, how the Vikings also just kind of declined once they got Walker. So the conditional draft picks, cause, cause they thought like, Oh, these conditional draft picks will be shitty. Cause we're going to yeah. be good. Yeah. But like they became first round picks. A lot yeah. of them. Go sit in front of your uh, mic. Okay. They you want to take a break? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they made the playoffs in 89, and then 90, they were awful. And then after 91, they were 500, and then they cut them, which was the smart thing to do. Herschel played six more years in the NFL. He played for the Eagles. He played until 97. What's the date today? He was, he was a freak. Is it the 14th or the 15th? Pulling up some some commercials here. Um, videos. So yeah, that was the first half. Good stuff. Scintillating. Here we go. All right, let's fucking click this bitch in. All right, we'll be back in a minute here. Couple few.
I swear to God, it's going to load. What the fuck? Why does it do this all the time? I got to cast it twice. Casting it once turns it off and then you cast it twice. Technology. It's garbage. All right, now we'll be back. Then, the boys of summer are back. We'll take you to the Angels home opener tonight on Eyewitness News at 11. Younger, healthier looking. <laughs> Wait, you don't get this in a department store? No. You can buy it at the grocery store, you can buy it at the drugstore, and it's affordable. True, it's, it's also true. Yeah. The price is definitely a plus, but it's not the whole thing. It works at that price. It's a visible difference. So I have a whole closet full of unused, very expensive skin oh, products. And the color of the box is our favorite color. <laughs> Alpha Hydrox Cream and Lotion in drug, grocery, and discount stores. Introducing the Olive Garden's new Italian surf and turf. Butterfly shrimp baked with a hearty Italian stuffing. Steak grilled Tuscan style and spicy linguine fra diablo with free breadsticks and super salad. Just $12.95. Only at the Olive Garden. I love you. Always have. I want to marry you. See the winner of five Academy Awards, including Best Picture and Best Director. Mel Gibson. Braveheart. Rated R. Now on video cassette. ABC Wednesday, Grace is all new. I feel like I was born to help people. Grace is on a mission to be Volunteer of the Year on an all-new Grace. Think of your family. Do not wear white after Labor Day. Followed by a special Ellen at a special time, ABC Wednesday. Heartburn, huh? Yeah, I guess it's nature's way of reminding me to take my Tums. Why would nature want you to take Tums? For the calcium. Tums gives us calcium. Tums not only helps knock out heartburn fast, Tums gives us calcium we all need every day, pregnant or not. Calcium we can't get from Mylanta Liquid or Pepsid AC. It's just like the food here. It's uh, Joey's way of reminding us to take our Tums. Once there were only two guarantees in life, death and taxes. I can help you with the taxes, and now I can tell you about a third guarantee, the 100% satisfaction guarantee at Comfort Inns and Suites. If your room isn't right, they'll make it right, or the night's on them. That's right, a refund. For Comfort Satisfaction Guarantee and free continental breakfast, call 1-800-228-5150. In this case, I can't offer to come with you. Darn it. MBA from Harvard. Very impressive. Thank you. And your qualifications, Mr. Uh, Mr. Plotz? Here you go. Very impressive. My resume? No, no, your breath. <gasps> Want the ultimate fresh breath? Try Breath Savers with its refreshingly cool minty core. Breath Savers. Start a project with Minwax Wood Finish and turn new into treasured, secondhand into first rate, ordinary into extraordinary. Because Minwax Wood Finish makes it easy to turn any project into a beautiful masterpiece. Minwax makes wood beautiful. Sunday is the greatest story ever told. A holiday classic you won't want to miss. This Easter Sunday... Behold his mighty hand! Charlton Heston has an all-star cast. At 7, 6 central, The Ten Commandments, ABC Sunday. NYPD Blue will be right back here on ABC. Friday, it was amazing. Two brand new high-tech knees. One down, Mr. Downs, one more to go. It happened to me. 2020 cameras came along. Looks like they're doing a good job. <laughs> Witness this medical miracle Friday on ABC. 
happens when a room full of single women start talking. Well, we're dishing out man advice next Oprah. Tomorrow at 3, only on Channel 7. Just what you need from the coupe that takes your breath away. More oxygen. Introducing the all-new Mitsubishi Eclipse Convertible. It has quite an effect on drivers, too. The new Eclipse Convertible. From Mitsubishi. My wife was always getting on my case about smoking. She said, it's bad for you. It makes the drapes smell. She even threatened to stop kissing me if, if I didn't quit. I said, it's my lungs and it's my life. But I was wrong. I didn't quit. I had no idea the life I'd lose wasn't mine. It was hers. Because she was my life. My wife was my life. Now here's a credit card that comes with its own rewards. Club Osh from Orchard. You get 10% off the first time you use it, plus a 2% discount just for paying your bill on time. And no annual fees. Club Osh. This card saves you money. Watch Steve Wolfern and Christine Long tomorrow at 4 on Eyewitness News. The FBI opens a civil rights probe into this videotaped beating. Good evening, I'm Lisa McCree. Tonight at 11, one of the victims relives her ordeal. I'm Harold Green. Also tonight, life and art collide. A boy is home alone watching Home Alone when an intruder calls. And Pamela Lee wants her sizzling sex tape back. Will she get it at 11? Hello, man, this is my bike. I love riding it. I broke a lot of bones on it. I like going fast, so I'm going to have to suffer because of it. I like to work out hard on the weights. That's gone. Yeah, I'm on the road a lot, and it's like kind of crazy because there's not always like a gym you can get to. A lot of times I do like pull-ups on stairs and run up and down stairs. I gotta stay fixed. I gotta what? I gotta win, right? I don't go fast. I'm not happy, eh? If you're not focused, if you're not zenned out, then you're not gonna do well. You know, cause like you're an athlete, I'm an athlete. We got a lot in common. I mean, I'm just like you, right? This is your planet. This is my planet. Saving up for a rainy day? Guess what? It's rainy. In the game called fame. I think everyone's gonna want this one. In the business called justice. Your job is just to sit there and look innocent. Well, I am innocent. That's it. That's exactly how I want you to look. There's one lawyer. Sell the book rights yet? Are you gonna wait a while? They love to hate. You wanna go one-on-one -on -one with me? I don't lose. What's the matter, Marty? Been a while since you rubbed up against a woman with a brain. Even when the headline is murder. There was someone else in that room. That was the third person. He's the one who's the real story. It's a mistake to stick your thumb in the eyes of the most powerful people in the city. Don't tell me you think he didn't do it. Richard Gere. I saw the tape! I know what he did to you. You're worse than the thugs you represent. Objection, Your Honor. Primal fear. Next thing you know, he'll be objecting if we want to bring in the murder weapon. Well, now that she brings it up. Rated R starts Wednesday, April 3rd at Theaters Everywhere. It's springtime, which means playtime for your kids. But before you take them out, you have to dress them up. 
Target's got great cotton polos for boys. Oh, catch these colorful rompers for girls. And don't forget these cute cotton creepers. Each of these great pieces is less than 10 bucks. You raise them, we'll glow them. ABC Thursday. Before he was Kramer, Michael Richards looked like this. And check out Nicole Kidman, Jack Nicholson, Harrison Ford, and more before they were stars. Then, the family trip they bought wasn't what they got. Welcome to the Bermuda Triangle. The adventure begins. Bermuda Triangle, following Before They Were Stars on ABC Thursday. We've all heard the horrors of nursing home neglect, but never this. The victims here were children. What were they doing in homes for the elderly? What went on? What's happening now? An eight-month investigation. Primetime gets it done. Wednesday on ABC. On their 20th anniversary. 20 years. Wow. Jack gave Margaret the perfect gift. I was sent here by your husband to kill you. Does your mother know what you do for a living? But she had a surprise of her own. My husband didn't hire you. I did. Stop it. You're trying to trick me. This is my anniversary gift for you, Jack. Are you crazy? You've been a bad boy, Jackie. Have you been taking your medication? Faithful. And I also want the keys to the Ferrari. Rated R. Starts Wednesday. Just ask your doctor. Bayer. Powerful pain relief and so much more. Now, extra strength Bayer PM. The only aspirin that gently helps you sleep. and money management expertise. Time! Isn't it time you had Fidelity Investments working for you? Time! Before America came of age, before they became legends. I'd rather die fighting than be put in leg iron. Before Lonesome Dove. I took my last order from you, Cobb. They faced Dead Man's Walk. You want to be free? Kill me. The epic adventure begins May 12th on ABC. When this hometown hero was charged with rape, he split to Europe. Free as a bird for eight years. Now he's back, ready to face his accusers. Turning point next Tuesday. Other supermarkets just talk about low prices. Ralph's gives you more ways to save. Some guys don't even offer double coupons. So for bigger savings overall, now you know. There's extra savings every day at Ralph's. And now you can get extra savings on admission to Knott's, where you can experience egg mazement. Get a free ticket when you buy a discount ticket for only $22 at Ralph's. So come to Ralph's, then go to the fun-filled mazes at Knott's Berry Farm. Captain, here's your cookie. Mm. 
edge of soothing hydration. Then, breakthrough technology takes over, introducing Optimal from Nivea Visage. Instantly, it triples the moisture in your skin. Over time, the benefits continue. So the longer you use it, the better your skin will look. Optimal from Nivea Visage. All right, we're coming Visage. back, guys. Find the break-in. We're here for the second half. We're going to do a little TV league and TV history. Finish off yep. the show. Yep. Let's, let's, let's dive into it. It's my nice friend. to get a nice early one. You're not so much in a rush to leave on the back end here. Yeah, no. I mean, I got, you know, I, I got to get back eventually. But, I got to uh, back and provide sex to my lady. <laughs> gotta, you know, the old ball and chain. Her oh. creases are wanting. Come on. Come on. That is my girlfriend. We all have please. folds. I know. I know. But that, that is Look my at them. They got a little one third. Of, oh, they had the back end off. But last year they had they had to have all these games in Birmingham. I hope they all have home stadiums. Wow. That's pretty amazing. They could actually do that. Yeah. Like, I think they're like, they're phasing it out. They're like giving the other teams time to like prepare for like, I think the Philadelphia team is playing yeah. in Detroit. I swear to God, it said Ford field was their home. Maybe there's another Ford field. That, that in might be suburban Philadelphia. Or, or was it financial? Because isn't it financial or fidelity? Field it's or something uh, like the that? link, the fi Lincoln oh, financial, but they're yeah. not, they're playing at another, a lot of these teams, like the one the generals are playing at like Tom Ford Hall of Fame Stadium. Like it's like <laughs> so they just have the retro the retro names. They're not really associated with the, with those cities, or is it like no? They are, but they they're giving the teams time to build stadiums. Wow, for this wow. like Fox Fox owns this league. God, so like the, it's not going away. This is like a Fox Sports thing. Oh, Fox is so terrible. But it's That's real. Why Colin Coward loves it. He fucking capes for this league. It's Fox. It's going to succeed. Fox. Not NBC. Rape. Vacon. Rape. Legs. Viacom. Glass <laughs> desk. <laughs> High skirts. You know, they, they like that. He, you know, his analysis, nah, he blows. He blows. I was he makes try a to, decent point every now and again. Every, yeah, but it's like, again. It's the, Sometimes he's literally right about stuff, but he's still smarmy about it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and you don't want to give him credit, you know? Pull up these finals. So, I, I, hey, uh, again, yeah, we got to do the TV thing, but less than two weeks of the draft. What, oh, is, what, what is the hype for the Bears? What do they think? I mean, people are just, I don't really know. I mean, i they could go a bunch of ways. A lot of people want him to get that Bijan Robinson guy. He's like an oh, that, insanely that really fast good running, running back. back. Yeah, because they don't have Montgomery anymore, right? But yeah, they but they also signed Deontay Foreman from the Panthers, who almost rushed for a thousand yards last year. Oh, I think that they still have effective run. They there is they some still ability there. They're not great. It's effective. They yeah. um, like Hub Arkish wants them to get the longtime Chicago writer. Yeah. Hub. Oh, hey Hub. Hub Arkish. He wants you know, them to get Bijan Robinson. <laughs> Here's what happened when my family when they moved to Chicago. And it's 1913. And then <laughs> there's a contingent of teams that want uh, people that want them to get Jalen Carter, even though the like racing stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. they're going to go for that Skronsky kid, the Polak from yep. fucking Northwestern. He's a local kid. He fits the, he fits the mold. <laughs> you know, it's you need. The, I tell you what, though. I mean, they need to me again. I'll go back to it. Like of their first five picks, at least three have to be D or O linemen. Like they got to get players. I think they're going to throw a wild card and draft a uh, a wide receiver early. If that, well, if they that, need to give a fucking another weapon to him. Even though Moore's good. I mean, but they need they need help. They need help everywhere. <laughs> 
But I feel like their lines in particular are so bad. Their DNO lines are 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 well. Bad. They actually, and this is something PFF. It's not like the end all yeah. and be all, but they actually had like a middle of the line offensive line. Like statistically, what they weren't as bad as okay. they just were nobodies. Yeah. So people assumed like, oh, this must be the way. And because they did give up a lot, like they were good on the run and not good on pass blocking. Which is, yeah. But they had the number one like run blocking. I think they were yeah. like number two in the league. Uh, there is something because they had to the number that. one running team. Yeah, like, you can't lead the league in rushing and have a shitty offensive line. Yeah, but everyone should be able to. Everyone should be able to run block, pass block. That, that that's where it gets difficult, you know. So, but yeah, so so you think that so there's a lot. There's different camps. So maybe a receiver, but possibly again a lineman guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's a local kid from Northwestern. It's not a sexy pick, but he's going to be the there fuck? for eight or ten years. You need to have a tackle in the league. It's going to be cold. Well, no, they do need an offensive they line. They do, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not denying that. The uh, Yeah, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, and, and how many picks do they have, man? Do they have like? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let me go to it. Here. I mean, they have a first. They have like two-thirds in the, or, you know what I mean? Like, good for them. You know, I. I think they're sitting in the catbird seat. I think the Lions are the best. Team I mean, in the they now. still could like draft shitty players. Like yeah. that—that's what I think everyone's just waiting on now. Is it's not even like who are they going to draft? It's just like let's see if whoever, because yeah. this is like the first season where I feel like he kind of had a honeymoon period where first time GM he can make some mistakes. Yeah, but this draft will be like. If he makes bad picks, you can talk shit about him. Then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh no, yeah. I mean, th this is this is the important moment. You know what I mean? Like uh, the second year, you're trying to put your mark on the franchise. Because again, as I hijack the conversation back to the Minnesota Vikings, uh, they're in the second year of their regime, and they're retooling and, their defense. Uh, they're making a lot of changes, and, and 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 I'm telling you, almost everything they've done so far, I've been like, that's a good decision. You know, I, I haven't been upset about any of that. So here is the Bears draft. None of their, yeah, 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 I want to hear. Yeah. Ninth overall pick from Carolina. Yep. Second pick, second round, 53rd pick from Baltimore. Second round, 61st pick from Carolina. Third round, 64th pick. Uh, fourth round, 103rd overall pick. Okay. Another fourth round, 133rd. That's from Philadelphia. Yeah. Fifth round pick, 136 overall. Fifth round pick, 148th overall. And then two seventh round picks. Oh, so yeah, they have a good... That, that's a good little haul. That's a good little haul. A lot of people are, are hoping that the first four their first four selections that their first four i said that real chicago -y, <laughs> their first four selections all need to hit they need to hit on that ninth overall yeah. 53rd 61 and 64 like the yeah. first three rounds is when you can realistically get talent yeah so yeah. if you can bang out two linemen whether it be defense or offense draft a running back and a, a some sort of receiving option for fields i feel like you fucking nailed the draft yeah 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 they yeah, you're absolutely right. What, unfortunately, what I've heard about this year's draft, kind of thin. Offensive line, I guess. They said the first four rounds are going to be like, like you're going to find starters until the fourth round. Oh, with offensive, offensive line? line wise. That's good. Because the two strongest positions I've heard are O-line and then defensive back. Yeah. But like like for receivers, I think. A lot of people think they're going to draft a cornerback. They got some kid from Texas Tech yeah. and a lot of mock drafts for the yep. Bears. Yep. That guy Gonzalez is a pretty good, good Corner, defensive Corner, edge back. rusher, quarterback, GM. <laughs> that's, the, that's the position you need. So we'll see. I, I, but I think, again, with the, uh, with the Vikings, they every, almost every move they've made, and I'll be curious to see after the draft what, what moves they make. They still have Dalvin Cook, and they still have uh, 
the one D end uh, that they that was a uh, was a was good in the first half and not good in the second. The guy they got from the from the Packers. Fuck, I can't even think of his name right now. I'm so stony baloney. But really, uh, yeah, yeah, I can't think of his name. We took Robert Tanyan <laughs> from the fucking. That's one of those guys that's not good. But Robert Tanyan is a perfect example of a guy that Aaron Rodgers would throw a hissy fit. Yeah, yeah. If, if he was still on them, if they got rid of him, that's the kind of like he's my best friend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Robert exactly. Tanyan. That was so funny with the Aaron Rodgers thing. He was naming like they just you know the disrespect to a lot of players. You know, Jordy Nelson, Julius Peppers. Like he was just named like these people were so washed up by the time they he, left the Packers. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Jordy Nelson. This isn't a great wide receiver, Aaron. I, I know. <laughs> just because it's basically like anyone who is my friend, I feel like you needed to bend over backwards for him when they were leaving the team. Uh, I'm sorry. It's a damn business. I mean, I have you know, so this little. Is what it well, is, he man. has so few friends. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. I used to kind of like him. You know, 10 years ago in a way, I mean, I never liked him as a player. Of course, I hated the Packers, but I, I kind of respected him in a certain way. You know, he, he called out Wisconsin, in my opinion, a few times. You know, like, again, when there was the guy during the national anthem after the uh, uh, m Muslim people shot people in yeah. Paris and during the national anthem. Someone, Wait, yeah, and you called the All-Star game getting moved. You didn't yeah, call yeah. it getting moved, but you were like, yeah. something's going to happen. And I was just like, oh, boomer. No, yeah, no, no. no. Was, I mean, and, and it was like. But th but that happened uh, where uh, oh with uh, with Rogers someone in the middle of the national anthem said fuck Islam loudly loudly at Lambeau Field loudly yeah like everyone heard it in the stadium and it was on well, I'm and, sure and, he and, didn't connect with the people of Green Bay exactly, and, and and I think I think Rogers said yeah you you just you you can't do that uh, you just you just can't do that you, you know can't what I mean do that, like brother yeah so so that was but th that's not surprising because there's an element of that state that's uh that's really <laughs> that's, bizarre uh, cj sullivan calls them ice fishing whites i mean they're, 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 there's this weird rule following germanic i don't know they're, they're stubborn as hell they're yeah stubborn people they don't want to change and they, it, it comes off nice but no they're actually stubborn and that's beings. the thing with their accent is they have this like kind of oh yeah this you like you think it's kind of innocent going on but really yeah. it's not oh no, no. I, I, I've, they're living on welfare there's, that's what they're doing there's action behind these thoughts you know it's oh no and, and there's like no like, i know how to build a fence I, I can tell you this much when i went to high school there i mean that's how i knew it was bad then you know i remember many times talking with friends of mine and some some parents and then getting this look getting this look no no th that's not no no black people no they, they've actually had i understand 20 years ago i understand 20 years ago you couldn't get vote you couldn't drink you couldn't drink the waterfront well where are they getting discriminated against now where are they no no and like a lot of head shaking you know i remember getting that from people i knew in, in, in wisconsin i was thinking so, this today and this not is everyone like, and this is a big not everyone. i think about this about people in la a lot just because you don't want someone to be beaten, just because you don't want someone being beaten to death yeah, for whatever they are, doesn't mean you're a good person. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like that's always whenever I was <laughs> the young, virtue signaling or, 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 or even just the like idea of when people are like, I'm not saying that they shouldn't live their lives. Yeah. I'm just saying that they shouldn't do anything near me. Yeah, God. like, but like that's the like, <laughs> yeah, like that's what's just. I don't want him to die. Yeah, like, I like there's a that old radio DJ Anthony Cumia got booted from the comedy cellar over the weekend because like 
the comedians know he says racist shit on his podcast. Yeah. He says he said racist shit about Bill Burr's wife, who's black. Oh god. So he had him kicked out of the club and he was just like so then all the comics are like, dude, if you come back here, we're gonna beat the fuck out of you. Yeah. And he's just like, Because of my words. No oh, actions. I know. I know. They're I just know. my words. Yeah. I like know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know. I know. Yeah, exactly. They are your words and you can't you can't say that. this whole notion again. Hey, I should be able to say and do whatever I want whenever I want without any consequences. Nobody lives that way. There are standards in everything we have to do when you enter. There is a decorum that goes on when you're going into your job, when you're going into school. There are regulations around all of that. The catch you know? part two, it just it, happened. It, it is just, uh, it, it's it's unbelievable. You know, I mean, it, it, you cannot just say any, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. You will get fined. You will get put in jail. You can't cause a stampede. There's a certain oh, decorum. Oh, look, look at that globalist playing you know? quarterback there. His last name was like Steinberger or something like that. <laughs> was this Alex Jones doing the announcing? Alex Jones. This what guy a- here, he's <laughs> making... I, I like your theory on Alex Jones. Some people think it's actually Bill Hicks fakes his death. No, that's like, just- a, that's like a... He hates it. Like there's That's like a well-known like pretend conspiracy theory. It's like birds being fucking robots. That, that's hilarious because it's. I know it pisses him off because Hicks was a complete rebel. You know what I mean? Hicks was like... He spoke the truth, man. Hicks was going to speak his mind, man. I unfortunately came up during the tail end of Bill Hicks, and that was stupid. It affected me too much. Let's get into it. Made my opinions too strong. A little not not accessible. Well, yeah, he got a little Bill, a little Lenny Brucey at the end. Oh yeah. Where like, yeah. All right, man. Like you're not really being funny right now. You're just wearing a black trench coat, fucking screaming like the devil about how like people shouldn't do advertisements. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like he, it. Like it was funny. It, he the lot. He didn't get funny. He's one of those guys that like didn't get big until he got sober. Like he had a whole eighteen year comedy career. Yeah, and then yeah. like he quit drinking and became like a superstar. Yeah, and and then died at thirty two. He also, I feel like people he don't smoke. People don't convict, People don't uh, blame Kinnison for ripping him off. Like yeah, he did. yeah. Yeah, Bill Hicks was the guy who would start talking low and then start screaming about how you're a dumb fuck. Like yeah. that was Bill Hicks. Yeah, he had a little bit of yelling him. He did. And Kinnison just did it like All I'll just time. be I'll just be misogynist yeah. and do that. <laughs> Kinnison was I'll just call huge. someone a whorebag slut and that's my new hour. He was huge. It, it, when what's I was what's in your college. closer? I have an audience <laughs> member call their ex-wife and then yeah. I call her a whore bitch. Yeah. And just a rousing applause. I, oh, yeah. I know someone who saw him in concert and was talking about that being the pinnacle moment, like in the midnight. It was hilarious. He calls up this fucking guy's wife, you know, and he goes, you are, you ah. It was amazing. I mean, he was like going off and how that was just this pinnacle moment of comedy. I remember him talking, being like, that actually All sounds right. kind of prick as that. You know, I, mean, I was a little, you know, and I, I was a yeller. You know, I would yell. I, I did that. So uh, <laughs> let's run through the top yes. 20 of the TV league, and then yes. we'll get into Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday's ratings battles, and then we'll look at the Flicks Patrol. It's not official until tomorrow, but we'll look at and see where we're standing as sure. far as how the streaming shows are going to do. So Yellowstone is at 4,083 points atop the show's championship. Followed by Grey's Anatomy at 2582. And then we have Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, Rick and Morty kind of sitting stagnant at 3, 4, and 5. Last of Us, I feel like it might jump up a little bit more, but it's got 1,912 points, number six in the TV league, nine episodes, not a lot of like. Yeah. 
I mean, it's getting restreams, but like this is big for a show that only has nine episodes. Like, yeah, yeah, it cracked yeah. the top ten. Usually, you usually need minimum fifty episodes to get that kind of like watch time. And who was this again? I'm sorry, this who is was... The Last of Us. Oh yeah, okay. zombie show. Yeah, yeah, and that's like number eight or something. It's number like six. Okay. Uh, okay. Simpsons number seven, White Lotus number eight, South Park nine, Young Sheldon number ten. Uh, the NFL falling down to number eleven, crestfallen. The NFL. Well, it's and that's the a big season. thing here. The USFL is officially in the TV league. Wow. So let's see if it cracks into those podium places. What 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 what, what place is it now? So it's a. I mean, it's there had there have been no games rated. Okay. This is week okay. one. Okay. So, but this is a good test of what it might be. So on Saturdays, your highest rated shows get to about three four million. Yeah. So maybe if it gets into like. One to two million, it could get into those third, second place spots, but yeah. that's really what they're shooting for. Three, yeah. four million people to get in the point scoring spots as yeah. far as the TV league. Yeah, yeah. Um, it seems like this TV league, you know, these are the right shows that should be in there. This is a good league. This is a good system you've come up with. Yeah. You know, I mean, and then when we watch the Emmys, I want to see which of these shows get recognized. Yeah. Last of Us, here's my opinion on this White Lotus and The Last of Us are truly the best shows of the year. Because they did this damage. White, White Lotus has 12 episodes because there's two seasons. Okay. But that's still only 12 episodes. Exactly. So that's a total of 20-some episodes of television between the yeah. two shows. Yeah. And they've scored about f almost 4,000 points okay. like in TV. That's 50 points. Like, mind you, 54 points is the most you can get on any week okay 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 yeah so that yeah. means they've gotten almost two thousand points each wow just rocking these fucking first second place thing like yeah they, they were the yeah. number one two show like they were pop when they the got last, released for yeah. the last six months it's been white lotus and last of us like that's what, what everybody white lotus about again i've it's seen an it. anthology show where like the same actors play a different set of characters okay uh every show and like it's just about the group of people that go to a hotel called the white lotus and like every show, every season is a week at the hotel. Uh -huh. And at the beginning of the first episode, like something horrific happens. And then okay. the remaining six episodes are like, they flash back. Like it'll, the, the, every episode starts at the end of the trip and like someone will find a corpse. And then the whole show is how that person died. Oh, so the whole, the whole show, what, what like brings the suspense is they show you the first minute of the show. They show you someone's dead basically the con almost the conclusion in a sense but yeah. the whole so the whole show you're waiting like is this the time that person's gonna die oh yeah. is this when they're gonna die okay so the whole show you're being like which one of these people is gonna die how's yeah. it gonna happen yeah and they always put them in scenarios where like okay here it is yeah this is the person they're gonna get murdered they're hanging out with this person and it's always like like season two was so stupid like it opens with one of the characters finding a corpse floating in the river. Okay. So the whole season, you're like, how is this going to play out? Yeah. And then at the end of it, it ended up being uh, Jennifer Coolidge's character is trying. She gets kidnapped by some fucking assassins. Her yeah. ex, her like husband wants. She's like a rich bitch. Yeah. So her husband wants to steal her money and get her murdered. Oh, God. So she's on this yacht. She's all got tied a life, up, lifeline. And she here. somehow through her panic, just guns down all these fucking assassins. <laughs> And then you're like, oh my god, it's not her. Like the whole time she's kidnapped, you're like, okay, she's gonna get killed by oh, these so fuckers, it's one of the bodies and they're of the gonna assassins. dump her. Yeah. And then she kills all these people, and you're like, oh my god, it's not her. So then she goes to the end of the boat and slips on the edge and hits her head on the boat. Oh, oh, oh and doesn't and Natalie? That's how she oh, okay, dies. okay. <laughs> so you're like, they led you with the suspense of this big fucking gun scene, and you're like, 
oh, that's how she dies. She uh, just fucking slips and falls. It was slightly disappointing. Yeah, that's that seems a little. Yeah, you saw him crestfallen, and, I, and yeah. I hear you. I hear you. You know, so like that's how the show goes. Like okay. they they just they present you with the conclusion right away, and then the rest of the show is like, okay, how are we gonna get here? So that's White Lotus, and then it's a yeah. comedy too. So all the characters are like selfish. They're like hilarious, but in a real deep way. Like like it's Steve Zahn and his wife were like. Oh yeah, their marriage was failing, and Steve Zahn gets hammered and like tries to cheat on his wife, like all this shit. Like yeah, at all the parties, like their lives fall apart yeah. during the course of this week. So yeah. like you're just like laid forth with so many characters where you're like any one of these people could die. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. So so it's like it's like Clue or something. Yeah. <laughs> people on vacation having the worst time, oh, and then like yeah. someone dies at the end. Yeah. Oh God. That's not, yeah, but it's that, also that sounds, funny. Yeah, hey, hey, it sounds like it's got something going on. And you Listen, got Jennifer Coolidge. They're all talking mashing like, it up, as they I say. I just talk like this, <laughs> and people love it. <laughs> what else has she been in? I was in <laughs> Legally Blonde. Oh, well, she's the MILF from American Pie. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. She's bedded down like seven hundred men. Like she said, like she slept with like two hundred and fifty men <laughs> just from being the MILF from. <laughs> American Pie. She's Stifler's mom. Wow. I've got so many. If I had as many dicks coming out of me oh, as oh, I had oh, she's in me, I'd be a blonde woman, right? She's the blonde yeah. woman. You know, she was also... That's one of the best phrases, by the way. Yeah. There was this girl who was... I used to work at... I used to help the janitors at my, at my high school yeah. during the summer. Yeah. There was this loose girl who was the daughter of one of the bosses. And one of the janitors goes... If she had as many dicks coming out of her as she's had in her, she'd be a porcupine. <laughs> I was like, that's good. That's a good little <laughs> yep. reference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's, that's good. That's you know. the way you talk about a 15-year-old girl as a 40-year-old man. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that, it's, I tell you, it, it's rough out there. Well, we didn't, she didn't know we were saying that. Well, I, I know mean, she didn't. But she just, was a whore. Oh, I'm sure so she like, was. You know, she did have that, that rep. That, she you know. openly, because I was like, was I was fine Maybe with saying she likes to have no, sex. What's wrong? I'm with not that? against her. Yeah, you relax, know, no, 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 I'm not saying you. I'm just I'm saying in general. I'm speaking. Well, to, she also was yeah. like 15. Yeah. So like you probably shouldn't be doing it as much yeah, at that age. Yeah, exactly. But she would openly like I was not afraid to admit to people like, yeah, I've never done. I've never yeah. had sex. Yeah. And she would always be like, do you not like she would offer herself to me all the time. Yeah. And that was just never like, I was just like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. <laughs> well, also, I also have standards. Well, I also didn't want to get in trouble. Like, we're yeah. alone in the school during the summer. Like, yeah. We're definitely not going to, this isn't going to be a clean wow. bang. Yeah. I know. There's going to be some, some desks going to be falling yeah. over. And shit. Like, we're going to have to go into a fucking closet. <laughs> yeah. Or broom something. Closet. Yeah. It's going to be a little, yeah. It's going to be like Roadhouse. Yeah. You know, what's going on? You know, like, I this mean, is not, this is not how I envisioned my first time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the fantasy you have with you. Yeah, you know. But you're right. At 15, I remember there was there was a girl in my junior high school and high school. She actually dropped out, and she was a terror and she was a thorn in my side when I first moved there. It's weird when you have a woman. This is the truth. This is an assessment being made when a woman is bullying you. You know. Yeah, the, I could the, see how that could girl, feel more threatening. A girl like, was oh. like, but she she was and she she was messed up. And I guess when she was like 14 years old, she would go down and pick up college dudes and like totally fuck him i guess when she was like 14 with like dude you know 18 like 19 20 years old and totally fuck and i was just like wow i mean and she was and she was so a, she uh, was the best 
Uh, no, she she was a rough woman. She ended up getting caught up and got jail time for some. I don't think her life was very good. <laughs> I don't think her life was a very solid life. Her mother and my mother ended up kind of becoming friends, like way after I had moved away. And she was a, just a terrible person. I mean, whatever. She was a lost soul. It eventually ended, and she dropped out of school. She had a bad eating disorder. I think yeah. there were some real psychological things going on. Yeah, her, it was the her, fucking her, 70s, bro. You know, it was, it, was the, it was the 80s. That, that would have been like uh, 85, 86. I would have been 16, 17. When I first moved there at 13, she came after Reaganomics me. also ran a train on the youth, too. Yeah, tell you, uh, hey, listen, uh, that, that's where it all began. The, the, this is the 40-year journey where we're at right now. This is the culmination of a lot of bad decisions of that time. So, so anyway, what else? NCIS in the yeah. scored a victory on Monday, so it got 50 points and jumped the office and Chicago Fire to be the new 12th place. Uh, the b interesting point here that we're, this is different from last season None of the police procedurals are in the top 10. Wow. The top 10 is Yellowstone, Grey's Anatomy, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, Rick and Morty, Last of Us, The Simpsons, White Lotus, South Park, Young Sheldon. I have a question for you, Keith. I have a question for you. Because show, my show is described as a procedural. Of the top 10 shows right now, how many of them will be categorized as procedurals, you think? But they, they aren't cop procedurals, but yeah. But still the procedural sort um, of genre. Is Yellowstone that kind of? or is No, Yellowstone has got like a deep plot. Okay, yeah. With, and it's like a it's like a very political, like plot-driven show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say the, the next, there really aren't. Like hmm. NCIS is the first procedural at 13th place. But don't hang your head yeah. on that. Yeah. NCIS yeah. gets is like... yeah top three show yeah and my point in saying this too is yeah the procedural is still a appreciated sort of genre oh, you know what i mean and it's even not with comic book shows like the yeah. show lucifer was a was a neil gaiman comic okay and it's about how lucifer leaves hell and goes to australia and opens up a bar and yeah. just like roams earth <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and like they remade that and in the comic book he does kind of like help the police a little bit yeah but the show version they really focus on him helping the police yeah with crimes versus yeah. him just being the devil yeah <laughs> doing being, devil things doing devil things yeah okay so like okay. that's how they like it's very important to shows of like if you can throw a procedural aspect to this yeah. people like a journey with clues yeah like the, they yeah. want to they want to like oh it's that guy who did it yeah yeah exactly people yeah, like yeah. a who done it yeah yeah well, yeah yeah and we're trying to Again, yeah, anyway, I don't, we're, we're, again, we're trying, the show is about the organization and basically how does it deal with these situations of discrimination that go on, you know, and, and all the, the ways that discrimination manifests itself. That's what I'm hoping to kind of achieve is, oh, it's not just some simple one dimension door being thrown in your face. It's like, no, this, this racism in the housing market manifests itself in a complex thicket of ways. That's what I think our show is attempting to do. How does that sound? Does it sound good to you? Yeah. That, that sounds, that I'd sounds convincing. It, it sounds convincing. Convincing, you think? It's better than a Rizzoli and Isles rerun. <laughs> uh, so here's the ratings from Tuesday, April 11th. Uh, okay. These are uh, the... Earlier this week? Yeah, this is this week. Um, FBI took first place. Uh, FBI International took second. And FBI Most Wanted. The FBI's, they're like the Chicago shows. Yeah. They're usually one, two, and three. Just like Fire, Med, and PD. Who, who may... Who, uh, That's what, Dick Wolf, dude. Oh, yeah. Dick Wolf... At the end of the year, we're gonna do the the producer rankings yeah. where yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna f organize everything based on the and uh, Dick Wolf Entertainment has like let me just run it down right here. 
So oh, the contract he signed this past week, I guess, was a nine-figure contract. Like it's in the hundreds of millions of so dollars. Every I show think. I'm a, every show <laughs> I'm about to money. name as I scroll down is a, is a Wolf Entertainment show. Yeah, all the Chicago's. Yeah. So Chicago Fire, FBI, uh, Chicago Med, uh, Chicago PD, all the FBI's, all the all the Law and Orders. Um. Yeah. There's a couple other ones. SWAT, the SWAT shows is Dick Wolf. Yeah. Pretty much every procedural is Dick Wolf. Exactly. Exactly. He's yep. making fucking bank. Yeah. And Chuck Lorre makes every sitcom. That's like how it's it's weird how the world is has become this like conglomerate based. Yeah. Yeah. There's one weed company now. That Cresco company yep. Yep. bought everybody. Yeah. They're like fucking Pepsi now. Yeah. Like it's you're like a shithead if you own Cresco now. Yeah. Uh Dick Wolf. Every fucking procedural is a Wolf Entertainment show. Yeah. Yeah. Every sitcom is a Chuck Lorre show. Yep. Every restaurant is owned by Pepsi or Coke. Yeah. Like there's five companies that run the world. Yeah. Like yep. it, everything ends up getting eaten. Yeah. Which is why your American dream is fake. I know. <laughs> and your small business is never going to net you a fortune. It'll net you a small fortune that will then be paid to you by Jeff Bezos, who will make billions off of your idea. <laughs> Because he has the means to. Yeah. So I, you should go into your boss's office tomorrow, slit his throat, and steal all the money in the in the place of business. Marxism uh, rules. Yeah. Well, we're Karl not, Marx had the idea. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It. Uh, problem is that it didn't work in the Soviet Union. But you know, there's there well, they are reasons did it wrong. For that. Yeah. All those people oh. used communism and Marxism as like they used it as a tool. <laughs> over like even Pol Pot admitted like because oh he was a, a rich kid who got like they just paid his way through college so he admitted later in life I actually didn't know what socialism was yeah I yeah. just knew that like it was a way to get people to follow me yeah so in God. that sense that's like so he was like I didn't actually know what the tenets of socialism were God. that's why when people are like Pol Pot was a socialist like in he used the name. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. No, he, he, he was a dictator sociopath. He admittedly yeah. didn't know what socialism was. Yeah. Because when he learned about it in school, he didn't pay attention. Yeah. And his dad yeah. was a millionaire, so he just paid him to go to another school. <laughs> yeah. What a bizarre life. So yeah, kill your bosses. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. Well, hold on. You know, we we have we, we have to tap the brakes four on that people one. watching. Uh, this the show. Is, yeah. That was, and hopefully not one of them is in the FBI. Who knows? Doing a deep cut. No, but that, uh, like that son of a bitch that killed my USC football stream. <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. Look at a little quarterback move. Is that Chuck Fusina? No, uh, that's a deep cut reference. So uh, Brian Sipe was also a quarterback for the New Jersey Brian Generals. Sippy. I thought his name was Brian Sippy no, for the longest time. I, as, I, as I've told you, uh, yeah. What else is on that? I want to go to the rabbit hole of that. I, I've talked about it all the time. Oh, okay. Of, of NFL film shit. <laughs> so this is Wednesday night. Yeah. Uh, Survivor's back in action. So that's been interrupting the flow a little bit. Survivor was number one. Uh, the Mass Singer was number two. And then a rerun of Chicago Fire took third place. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and then Chicago Med, FBI, and PD running right behind it. Man. So, so those shows are literally like daily? No. No, no. I'm sorry. Uh, well, no. They're weekly, but when they show reruns, oh, oh, they're yeah, just okay, like, okay, like yeah, we're in yeah. uh, kind of getting to the off season. Like there's only about 10 weeks of the TV league left. Yeah. Yep. And like we're getting most of like like Grey's Anatomy only has like a few episodes left like a lot of the shows are over in May like yeah. May end of May is kind of like when 
the shows end and everything yeah. becomes reruns. Okay. And then game shows fire up. Okay. Anything that's like 10 episodes to cover the summer is like what will be new in the yeah. summer. Do you know who who directed the episode of, I was at the gym recently. Do you know who directed, watching uh, Price is Right on TV, uh, you know who directs Price is Right? The episode I saw. Fucking like Merv Griffin's son or something no, like that? No, no, no. Uh, um, Adam Sandler. <laughs> No shit. Yes, he That's directed. Because uh, he directed. I'm sure it's like, hey, I've always wanted to do this. I'm like a kid who wants like to do honorary. Yeah, type yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. And kind of, like I love the show. Like how Bill Cosby was a doctor. You know, yeah. He, but I think he might have actually probably gone and done a little bit of work on it too. You know, it's like this will be fun. It's a game show. It's just you know, it's it's a goof. You know, it's something you do. Because he loved Bob Barker. Bob Barker is in. Uh, isn't he in Happy Gilmore? Isn't Bob Barker yeah, yeah. Happy Gilmore? Yeah, he beats up fucking. Yeah, they became friends. Is <laughs> yeah, Bob Barker I, alive? I think he might, I think still, he be might al still be and alive. And he's like 101 oh, he's years old. Fucking. I, I have to admit, it, there was a moment when I was in college. I, I, I used to watch Price is Right in the 70s as a kid all the time. In the summers, Price is Right. Watch it. All. I loved it. I remember in college, it's like, you know, I hadn't watched it in fucking 15 years. In college, I don't know what I was. I was probably ripping a bong hit. Turned it on. I was like, holy shit, it's fucking, it's Bob, Bob Barker. And he was totally gray. And that was jarring to me. I saw it was jarring. You know, we put up, I watched, uh, I think you were on, we watched an old, like something from the seventies of fucking yeah. Price is Right. Yeah. I didn't know it was Bob Barker. Oh, oh yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, that's Bob Barker. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I remember seventies Bob Barker <laughs> without a doubt, you know, without His a long doubt. Long ass fucking thin mic. He was also, <laughs> he was nailing one of the models. Those models were beautiful to me. As a kid, I was like, "Oh my God, they're beautiful!" So survivors getting eight to or the, nine year old like, survivors getting to the place in the TV league where it's getting hard to jump so many spots. So that season kind of just started a few weeks ago, and it's already at five hundred points. But once you get into the six or seven hundreds, like right now, Survivor is uh, in fiftieth place, <laughs> and it's got four hundred ninety-seven points. Thirtieth has eight hundred twenty-seven. So like, that's a huge jump you have to make. Like until yeah. 400 points, you can kind of climb the league easily because you're if you're scoring 50 points a week, you can get so 400 is kind of the quick. threshold. Five, four, five hundred is kind of the threshold. And of what like, number show is that typically? 50? You said 60? No, like what I'm saying oh, is, oh, this is on the week. If the you can crack show. 500, yeah, usually five, six hundred is when shows kind of stop. Like they kind of stop rising. That's your plateau. Yeah. And like if you the shows that get beyond that are usually your top like actual popular shows. Yeah, they're able to break like that's through. The, that the the phrase the cream rises to the top. Yeah. Like yep, that's what happens at your five six hundred mark. Like, <laughs> what are the shows in that range? The right five six hundred mark and that strata. So right now it's at six hundred and sixty points is Chicago PD, and then we have Jack Ryan, The Good Doctor, Shark Tank, Handmaiden's Tale, Strictly Come Dancing, which is Britain's version of of Dancing with the Stars. Huh. Yeah, those are all shows that have they have enough of a following. But you're the right, Connors, they, they, Survivor. They aren't, they aren't the breakthrough though. You're right, they're not the breakthrough shows. Power Book Two Ghost. The new season of that just started. Which that Power show is like a fucking Dick Wolf franchise all into its own. It's the Fifty Cent show. It's like The Wire for black people. Yeah, yeah. So they have Power, which is the main one that ended. Yeah. And then they had all these offshoots like Power, Book Two. Yeah, yeah. Ghost. And then power, there's, gold, and then there's you know? <laughs> power book three. So book two and three are still happening. So the yeah. new season of power book two just aired. So they're scoring points right now, actually. Yeah, because they're number one on stars and Hulu. Okay. So they're scoring double points. And they have an African-American audience typically. Is yeah. that right? Hell okay. yeah. yeah. Brandy Denise was on power. Oh, really? Yeah. 
That's like where she got like her popularity. She's a Chicago comic. We yeah, know. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what's 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 her popular? What's she doing? I mean, what's her? She name? plays like, and then she's in another show on BET. Oh, so she's like a recurring character. She's like a character? legit actress on a bunch of shows. She was in our favorite show, Abbott Elementary. Wow. Oh, well, that, a, yeah, that show's big. She played a fucking mother who's who was like, I from this from what I gathered, she played a mother that was like not very involved with her child's schooling. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Uh, okay. So then you have shows that are in the four hundreds and three hundreds here, like uh, Tulsa King, which is that fucking is that is that the Stallone one? Yeah. <laughs> Where he's like a mobster in the hood. <laughs> I watched The Expendables for the first time. They a fucking days sent ago. him to Tulsa. <laughs> then you have Ginny and Georgia, a Netflix show, The Walking Dead, getting through on reruns at 439 points. The Equalizer, 428 what a points. Bizarre choice for Stallone. These, and this Let's is all in the to... 50s. So these are all shows that are in the 50s yeah. here. Stallone literally saying to himself, I'm going to do this because you know something. You know something? I bet you I play well in Tulsa. That type of guy still going to like Stallone. They're going to remember me from the 80s. <laughs> he and he and uh So here's a perfect example, yeah. Crocious. Yeah. The range of 500 the shows that have 600 points. That range is 40 through 320 Ooh. through 323. Okay. 500 points separates 200 plus shows. Wow. And so, then, so that's how you, you got to get through that that swamp. And then right? beyond that, seven hundred and five is thirty seventh place, and those thirty seven shows go from seven hundred and five all the way to four thousand. So like, yeah, that's really where you got to start getting to, or you'll yep. or you'll get buried. Yeah. Like, and then a lot of those shows that are in the five seven hundreds, those are shows that were in first place in like the early weeks of the TV league. Yeah, and then those streaming shows get cooking. And they start scoring those points. And really? And there's so many lists. You got the Flicks Patrol list. Yeah. The actual Nielsen's. Yeah. And then like, like they're come, they're like being viewed. That's where being viewed en masse helps. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Network you got, you got shows, a system here, Basil. Network shows get the one, the big pop. Seven million people will watch it once. But yeah. then like over the next two months. It just kind of slowly just fades. Like, yeah. Relative to people watching stuff on their phone, streaming where like that just stays cooking. Where, where that that that's always kind of if a streaming show is good, people will watch it all year. Yeah. Where if like a, there's a network television show that's good, like people will acknowledge that it's good, but no one will talk about it. Like it won't be in the zeitgeist. Yeah. I, I, what is it with? I mean, like people didn't start fucking with Yellowstone until it got on Paramount Plus. That show was on the Paramount Network for like four seasons oh. before it like went to the streaming network. Wow. Oh yeah, they differentiate that. Well, it right? didn't they... exist. So Paramount oh, Network was okay. like a separate thing and then CBS's streaming service became Paramount Plus. Okay. Because they, they merged. When, when Moonves raped that show. girl, they fucking merged. Oh, God. <laughs> Moonves's rape caused a merger. God. What a bizarre, what a weird culture we live in. <laughs> this is a good TV League segment. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And then just for funsies here, well, what, I, what I like about it, Keith, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh yeah. What I, is it, again, as you know, I am become. I want to try to get my show at least seen by someone. Yeah. Like I, I'm getting my sizzle reel done. Hopefully here, I've been waiting for four weeks for this damn twelfth iteration. It's almost a full month, probably three. And it's just like I think it's a real. I think it. This might be the one where we're at, and we got some good connections, like genuinely good connections. Yeah. We got a connection with someone. Look who, at that uh, empty tarp. Who, who, who produces uh, the bear? 
like a genuine like oh yeah that's I, a real know, show a real show so it's my point in just saying this and i i don't want to jinx it i haven't i haven't really talked about this very much you know because i was so embarrassed Hello, by yes. other stuff but i i uh i hadn't talked i haven't talked about this in a while but i just feel like we got some decent connections so if we can execute this thing yeah, because I don't want to hear what are these shows that you're going to maybe, you know, try to maybe go up against, I guess, you know, and like, how do you break through? What's going to differentiate realistically you, what you, you know? got it? And we'll watch a trailer for this. The the show in last place, Mr. Irrelevant in the TV League. Yeah. 323 All-American, which is a CW show where Tay Diggs plays a high school football coach. This show is like maybe a million people watch it when an episode airs, but it's like black people fucking follow their own so it's like a yeah. it's like a pr predominantly black show yeah so all american is a show that gets streamed a lot because it's on like hulu and shit okay so, the so key that's is what that's what your hope is is that like on a streaming service right or, or just like on a network that's also on a streaming service like okay. you want to be attached to a streaming service in yeah. some way shape or form yeah yeah exactly. even if it's freebie or something like that which well, is like amazon's lower tier service yeah yeah exactly so like we'll watch it but here let's show a trailer for so you know the quality of show this is here absolutely so like this would be a bar of like at least my show's as good as this yeah my, my well i mean the sizzle reel we have is trust me this is not the godfather that we've made <laughs> you know but again we're not making the show we're just making a preview of the show just a two and a half minute preview okay. of the show this is from four years ago this is actually a good yeah let's, let's see it yeah because it's been on for four seasons that's a, and that's uh, again uh, that's, again this is a testament of to how that repetition matters the show's been on for four years and it's just now cracking the bottom of the tv league yeah and these are and cw runs 20 episode seasons so yeah this is a show that's got probably 150 200 episodes behind it yeah wow wow so here's you the know, trailer for all american i i give it credit you know Oh, dude, it's Black Friday Night Lights. I'm probably going to love this show. Yeah. Every time I see a trailer for it, I'm like, I should fucking watch this. <laughs> and this is the this is the this is all American. This is okay. the this is the show that's dead last in the TV league okay. right now, which okay. to me is the bottom of what you should be hoping. Yeah, yeah, for. yeah, yeah. This yeah. should be what you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the hugeness. Okay, huge is not. All right, look to me. If I get the signal, just give me the ball fast. I see you boys in the end zone. Uh, this is urban. Oh, yeah. This is urban. <laughs> so bad to say that. I, am, I, I don't get upset with me. I, I, whoa, whoa. Uh oh. I didn't know that Steve happened. James. I'm Billy Baker, varsity coach, Beverly High. You're impressive out there. I want you to come play for me. Play for you? Yes, you sir. ran away from that crime scene awful fast. <laughs> Can you do that on a football field? Beverly Hills can offer you something that Crenshaw can't. Better education at a safer school. Oh, Beverly Hills. Oh, so he's the coach at the fucking... So much. I at come the, from Spencer's neighborhood. You have no idea what that's like. You got the goods on and off the field. I knew it from the first day I met you. Right here in this park. Boy, I see it. You gotta go. You're proud of where you're from. But tell me this doesn't look bad. Beverly isn't the best thing for you, baby. This is your sizzle reel. This is what you want. I need to well, do yeah, well, it, trust me. Take trust me. It doesn't look me. like this. <laughs> I'm helping connect to the fellas. But Yo, you know someone? must be Spencer. I'll bring him into the fold. What the hell are you doing? I'm picking you up, man. In your red car? In your red hat? You're going to get your head blown off. <laughs> I'm just playing. 
<laughs> I know. What are you messing with? You know, those are my expectations, man. Come on. You mocking me like it's supposed Hey, listen, because I'm going to fall for it? Yeah. Remember, you're Check here on academic permit. No fighting or it's over. One and done. I got faith in you, Spencer. See you practice. Hey, come on in. It's okay if you don't have a computer. Just pair up with a classmate for now. Uh-oh. You can share with me. So you've met my tortured alt-left sister. Real ray of sunshine, isn't she? Come on, meet the crew. This here's Layla. Up there's Lucy. Jayden. This here's Caden. This is Brayden. Because this is Jaden. This is Jaden. <laughs> is this all like maneuvering the catty world of whites in, is, in Beverly Hills this is now? Friday Night Lights mixed mixed with the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Okay. So this is okay. high school football coach molding young lives okay. mixed with fish out of water, black yeah. kid yeah. leaving the hood. Okay, okay. Dangerous football you know, fields. You know, there's something, you know, there's Hi. something here. Dangerous helmets. Yeah. That's what they should call it. Tell me about these Beverly Hills girls. Like, they skinny. 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 They be fucking I injecting Ozempic and shit to lose weight, yo. You know. <laughs> <laughs> They're causing a fucking crisis. You know something, moms? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, should I shouldn't say that. That is, that is bad. He's not fun. Deal, I right will be dad? canceled. If it, 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 what my show is about... And I'm making racial jokes, you know, but whatever. So, this doesn't look so bad. Come on, the night is young, oh, no, man. dude. It's lasted for it's four also, seasons. It's really long. This preview is fucking. It's oh, it's an, four minutes, dude. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, I've been told my sizzle reel should, like, being over, over two minutes is like, uh oh, you're getting into a long space there. You know, you can't be so long winded, you know? Uh, again, let me, let's, I would be interested to see the season five trailer to see where it's gone from just fish, like, where this is only a minute too okay oh, so oh, this is five let's see how it's aged yeah absolutely it's great this is a good little survey people crawling especially in college you're not the same people we were in high school you're so he's in oh, college now they're in now. college remember that coming home can be tricky santa monica state back to the old you and you don't even know it He's probably at UCLA. Christmas? Yeah. Christmas I tell you what, the junior colleges out here have some great football players, man. Oh, yeah. Ju Juco schools in California have talent. That's where you like the cam, like they all get the Juco That's where Aaron Rodgers went to school. All you the know? failed college. If you murder someone in college, a California Juco school will pick you we'll up immediately it, to have a good season. Play there for two years and then you'll get a D1 scholarship. Bernard Berrien did that. Fresno State gets Juco guys. We're used to it. Why does it have to be Spencer's team? You ready to get back on my field? That's what we do best, right? Our relationship is our business. We've got a bad feeling about Coach Garrett. Hey, Aponte's here. Saturday Night Whites. Oh, that's a good fucking... <laughs> Saturday Night Whites. Oh, no! That's a good one. That deserves a fucking... Well, hello, Larry. There we go. That's our rim shot. Okay, so what about history? TV history. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can get into that. Yep. Uh, what do we got here? Let me, uh, <laughs> well, I, uh, well, I get everything organized. We'll do a quick reset. We'll go to the cable box. So, yeah, I, I look at that. I mean, up. that preview, listen, what I've produced uh, is not that well produced. But you know something? What we have, and I'm being dead serious about this, for the first time since I've been watching it, Keith, it actually feels like a show. Right. You can actually feel it and kind of see it. You know, it's taken a while to get there, but that's what I'm trying to get to, you know, and to have bones. something where you can see, okay, yeah, I can see the show in here. It doesn't have to be perfect. You know what I mean? It has to just sort of get the attention a little bit, you know? I mean, I, I'm, I'm not an editor, but we, we have some pretty good film scenes. The lighting's pretty good. The sound is decent enough. The acting is uh, not so much, to 
just to let you know. The acting is a, a little bit uh, tough, okay? But not so bad that it takes you out of what's going on, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe I'm giving it a pass too much. No, you know? you're fine. I'm just yeah. also... Like I mean, looking you, at stuff. you know, this is the thought process I've been going through as we've been working on this. And I feel like it's gotten better in a year. It should have gotten better. I mean, well, yeah, every edit, it totally gets better. And so now I think that there's a chance that with this new guy and we paid him some, you know, some money for it. And it's like, he's going to give us something pretty good. I think he's been, he's been working on it, I think, for a little while. Some good bread. You're going to make so, some good bread here. Well, it's just and if, it, if he can bring it together. I'm not saying none of these people are probably going to even act in the show. I'm just trying to get someone interested. I like in the that you're, I, but I like that that you're happy with that. That's there needs to be like a working class mentality with that. Where like people who do construction don't like. Oh, I hope me building this building gets my construction out there. Like yeah. they're just happy that they made money. Yeah. Like if you made twenty thousand dollars off of the show and no one ever watched it, that's a win. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, without a doubt. We're like I mean, it's, someone know. in Hollywood would literally probably blow their head off if that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's just twenty thousand dollars. What is it? I've poured my soul into this. What do I expect, Keith? I've never done this before. Hang on, let you know, me readjust. Where is your entitlement? Here. That being said, I want to get it out to the right people. If we can get it to the right people. You know, it's just like, I, I think, you know, we can get, just at least get some meetings, you know, just get some meetings and get someone interested in the pilot. You know, I've gone back on the pilot. God, I've been going through it again and just trying to squeeze every moment out of it. Took this writing class. I feel like, you know, I, I can't really do any better with editing on this thing. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of, this is the best I can do. Double battery switch. So, so, so in a weird way, I'm actually kind of proud of that. You know, it's like, what can you do to the best of your ability? You know, it's like, it's not been from lack of effort. You know, I've put enough time into it. You know, I've given it, you know, my all, you know, to the best of my abilities. What about the college try? The old college try? It's, I mean, I, I want this to succeed. So I gave it a, to the best of my ability, a Grad school try. try. Grad school try? No, like work, you're working on a project at work. Hold on, let me check you my, flow. oh fuck, now I can bring it. It's, that it, takes a while. It takes a while. I mean, I, you know, I've been able to apply some of my skills from my actual work, you know, from nine to five to what I've been doing, you know, uh, the discipline of it all, you know, I have so. a certain set of skills. Why does my fucking levels keep doing that? <laughs> Hang on. No, I, I need to, I need to talk by myself now. I understand. Cause it's like this board fucking sucks yeah. and it like is unbalancing. Like, let me try something really quick. Sure. The, everything is going to go quiet for two seconds. I'm going to shut the board off. So don't panic. if that a lot of times see that didn't even help yeah hold on let me do redo it again check 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 all right there we go but like the it's unbalanced so i have yeah. to like constantly change the what side because if it, yeah. if i leave it it'll sound like i'm in people's right ear yeah it's annoying for the listener <laughs> so anyway that that's where i'm at giving you an update on that you know i mean i i've been talking about oh it oh my god i want to show you fucking profit so bad thank god i can show you profit What's this? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. So there's this show called Profit. Okay. Is it a Christian show? No. Okay. It's kind of like Breaking Bad mixed with Wall Street. But it's the guy, the main character's name, Jim Profit. And he's trying to climb the corporate ladder. Come on. No, it's the best, dude. We're watching Come fucking on. Profit. We're going to fucking watch Profit. I watched the pilot on the last episode. 
I'm so glad that this is I I we're like we're watching this show. I'm gonna explain the the summary to you. Jim Prophet is a newly promoted junior executive at Grayson and Grayson, a multinational conglomerate that often engages in unethical business practices while actively cultivate, cultivating a positive business image. G&G's dark side does not bother Prophet. In fact, it turns him on. <laughs> Who is not above using blackmail, uh, bribery, extortion, or worse, get, or worse to get ahead. Jim Prophet addresses the audience via voiceover narration and occasionally even breaks the fourth wall by speaking directly to the camera. The line most people say they won't cross, uh, it's usually something they've already done when they thought no one was watching. <laughs> uh, through frequent inner monologues. But this show is always, they always set up situations where they don't do it, but people can go, God damn it, Prophet! <laughs> like, they're always like, yeah. <laughs> there's always situations where people are like, who did it? Prophet's behind this Prophet. one. Prophet's behind this. God damn yeah. Prophet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Season one episode. Okay. Prophet. <laughs> The show lasted. This show got axed. I, I looked at the episode rank, so it got uh, it got axed after four episodes, and then they showed the remaining five episodes. Eighteen years later, when really? they were just like rerunning the show, probably wow. like it's one episodes one through four were on Fox in 1996, and then episodes five through eight. We're on Trio in 2001. They just bought the catalog. Yeah. Or, 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 oh, okay. Okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. People have to realize, too, it's like, you know, a lot of this is they're just, you know, you're making product and they're just going to sell it at conventions and shit. You know, it's like, okay, Birmingham, Alabama will buy this. So while we know? watch Profit, I'll we'll dick around in 1996 here and go over some events. Yeah. Talk yeah. about what the world was like. No doubt had Don't Speak was the number one song. Don't don't speak. Do you know how old I am now? Do you know how old I am? Okay, that, that was half of my life ago. That when that song was out. Look at so they they uh, thematically they say the show was a little ahead of its time because they were trying to be like NYPD like edgy early on. Like it was yeah. one of those early shows that embraced the villain. Yeah. And like yeah. But you can tell they wanted this to be like Wall Street. Like, yeah, yeah. But not the financial district. This guy's just like a corporate guy. Yeah. Look at his wealth. Look at the way he lives in luxury, but it's so sterile in his profit mindset. He's got an aquarium. There's a level of success that he has that, oh, he's got his, he's a learned man. He has his books out too. He, what's his book? Is it Adam well, you know Smith's the, Wealth of Nations? Probably hiding some sort. Everything <clears throat> Prophet has is hiding a secret. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like yeah, the notch of, oh, there he Also is. on tonight was a there show. There he is. We watched this show last week called Second Noah. And this is a show about like a fan, a crazy kooky family that adopts 12 kids and like the mom is obsessed with animals. So, and so like it's Brady Bunch gone mixed zoo. Mixed with like Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> Remember the show, The Brooklyn Bridge? I think I do. Oh, you see, he was naked there. Ooh, you didn't see it though. That was, it was, God, look at him. Look at his just perfect breakfast. His perfect breakfast. He's just so in control. I wake up. 
I squeeze broken glass between my toes, and then I eat a well-balanced meal. W- w- was this nine and a half weeks before? St- Did you ever see nine and a half weeks with Mickey yes. Rourke? That's literally chick porn. Have you ever actually watched? I remember watching that in my dorms when I was in college. This and is when you know a show's up. hype. NBC at 8 p.m. on April 15, 1996 was rolling from a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air rerun into a new episode of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Wow. Like, that's when you know, like... We're, we know what people want. We'll yeah. just show you last week's Fresh Prince. Yep. Yep. Wow. Uh, the Nanny was on. That's we're, See, but again, we're getting to almost May, so we're getting a lot of reruns here. Shows are starting to run, run yep. out. Got a Star Trek Voyager rerun. David Attenborough's Natural World was on PBS. Okay. Okay. Uh, then we have a show, a lot of shows that just didn't last. High Incident. Oof. That was the era, Keith, like movies of the two-word title. You know, extreme well, measures. Shows. Well, yeah, and these you know, were like, really. This was in the era where <laughs> your movie entertainers were getting TV deals like crazy. Yeah. So the, the '90s was the era of the one season wonder. Yeah. Like yeah. the one and out. When I, Townies, I'm, Boston I'm, Common. I'm old enough to do stand up to think of like that as an aspiring goal. Like getting a development deal was an authentic goal you had as a stand up in the late '90s. I knew people who got development deals. Dwayne Kennedy got development deals. You know. But it's just so like, check this out. And this this is a, a representation of what Fox was trying to do. Yeah. Profit was on Fox. And 96 was the year of X-Files. Like they were on yeah. they were on the in the week before in 1996, they were yeah. on the cover of TV Guide. Yeah. Being on the cover of TV Guide was big fucking oh, shit. Oh yeah, yeah, it, was, it still mattered. So Fox, you can God. tell and they and they had the Melrose Place lead in. Like that was yeah. big for this show. They were like, uh, "Oh, it's new. It's this dark gritty Wall Street like show. It's got the Melrose Place lead in." Yeah. And I guess it hemorrhaged Melrose Place viewers. Like once this show started by a half hour and they were like, "Fuck this show." Really, really. Yeah. Cuz cuz Melrose Place. Yeah, that's, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest I watched Melrose Place for a while. Oh, Melrose Place is popular it, it, as shit. It, it, it was a guilty pleasure. So here's the rating. Melrose Place did an 8.5. I think that's like the houses. So you usually double that for individual people. Yeah. So 16 million people. Yeah. Th- that's Profit, an audience. Profit did a 5.4. So Jeez, 6 million. Pe- 11 million people. Yeah, but that means 6 million people are like, oh, yeah. That, yeah. that kind of decrease. Yeah. It immediately is like, so that was happening too much and they just shit can this after yep. three episodes. Yep. I believe that. Miguel, I'm the only one who knows anything about this. I can go back to our army. Like a goddamn broken detective (laughs) who's had enough. You know. What? Also, what's happening is when we're getting closer to this, the summer of 96 is drawing closer, and that means the Olympics, Bubba. Yeah. Do you remember the Atlanta Olympics? Currently, right now, in 1996, the torch is being run across the world. Yeah. Yeah. God, I remember the Olympics to me lost when the 1980 Olympics were boycotted by the states and the Russians didn't show up for 84. The Olympics had lost its luster. Very depressing to me. You know, it was very like, come on, man. You know, it's like, I want to see the Olympics. The 76 Olympics were the last ones that truly mattered. Let's read through the chat here. That's got old man takes. From Adam Crocious. Uh, Aponte <laughs> says Saturday Night Whites. Well, that's after that's a good one, Saturday Night Whites. Uh, Adam Concept is great. I think he's talking about your show. Oh, oh, thanks. Saying the audio sounds good to him. Absolutely. And then he says he wanted to live at Melrose Place. Oh, oh, it was like hip and they were good looking. Let me tell you, let me burst your they bubble. An openly gay character. In let that me show. burst your bubble, though. Melrose Place is like a one block 
street off of Melrose Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> so you here's what they do. Here's how they Melrose Avenue is the street that the improv is on. It's like Fashion Avenue. Yeah. All of the boutique shops are on there. And and there's also a lot of hipster shit over there. And too. then when yep. you get to the end of Melrose at La Cienega, yep. there's this little right you could take. And then you pop onto Melrose Place, which is a one block strip of stores. There's no apartments yeah. or houses on Melrose Place. <laughs> so yeah. like you literally can't live on Melrose Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can be near it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that, when I moved to LA, that really bursted my bubble. Yeah, oh yeah, Mel Melrose Place was, uh, I was heavily into that. Look well, at this, and it's that, deleted. Oh my God, it's cutting edge and technology. Back to the conglomerate. Tron? That so, was the era of spelling. Oh yeah, yeah. Spelling was the Dick Wolf Ugh. Chuck Lorre of his time. Huge, huge. His first show, as I understand it, was Mod Squad in the 70s. Early 70s hippie show. Uh, but then uh, you know, the, but then the late 70s on ABC, uh, Aaron Spelling made a killing in the late 70s. Love Boat, Fantasy Island, Charlie's Angels. He knew what he was doing. He, knew, he had his finger on the pulse. I watched all those shows. I, 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 my favorite of those... I don't know, Vegas was in there. Vegas was a pretty good show. I Here, thought. I want to quickly read the plot to episode I two. I actually liked Fantasy Island the most. So two, <laughs> two sentences to catch you up on Profit. Here's what the pilot was about. Jim Profit aims to eliminate president of acquisition so he can claim the job for himself by leaking damaging information about a recent G&G &G acquisition to the press and blackmailing Jack Walters' executive assistant into helping him do it. Jim also befriends Pete's wife, Nora Grayson. That's episode one. Here's episode two, the one we're watching. Joanne Meltzer and Jack Walters delve into Prophet's past while Jim befriends Jack's vulnerable wife, uh, who inadvertently presents Jim with a way to remove Jack permanently. Uh, and that's the plot to episode two. Uh, the, the acting doesn't look very good in this to me. Oh, no. This guy, Adrian Pazdar, was like in the show of the first season of Heroes in 2007. Really? He plays like, uh, he plays uh, Peter Petrelli's brother, uh, Milo Ventimiglia. Do you was know who Heroes that is? a good show? I mean, oh, I, yeah. the first season of Heroes, I think, is single. It's like one of the best seasons of television ever. Really? Yeah. yeah. I know people who love that show. Oh, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought it was Fred Dreyer. Trust. That's a pretty sad Maybe. commentary. So uh, we'll dip into a little bit. You might remember this very vividly. I kind of do. Uh, on April 3rd, 1996, Ted Kaczynski is arrested in his remote cabin near wow. Lincoln, Montana. It was Montana. in 96. Yeah. I thought it would have been a little later than that. He was that. on the run for a while, wasn't he? Oh, I think he was doing his shit in the 70s. Because uh, Oklahoma City was 95. 95. So he yeah. was on the run for a solid year. That was no, no, Kaczynski was the Unabomber. Oh, was the Unabomber. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Timothy McVeigh bombed Oklahoma When City. did McVeigh go down? This um, is the same year. Yeah, no, similar, similar time. Yeah, periods. no, McVeigh got arrested in a hurry. And then he, he got the death penalty. He got, he was, um, he was executed, I think, in uh, 2000, I want to say. Man, cults were the shit back then. In the 90s? Uh, well, you Cults know. and like weird culty thinking. You had fucking Koresh, Kaczynski, yeah. and the Unabomber. To me, they're like, weirdly like well, what about heaven's gate cult different that's sides of the too. same dice yeah like yeah. that's the same brain one yeah. just hated the government yeah the other one loved god like it's just you know, to me though it's always been there this has always been there the 70s was a big time of that no doubt about that but i think it's kind of always been there you know but yeah but it, it was uh yeah the, the that whole uh, the heaven's gate cult was uh that was a moment i remember that being a real strange moment have you seen that documentary 
Oh yeah, it's, I, I, rem- I remember good. Heaven's Gate. Yeah, Heaven's that's Gate one of the was... documentaries where I was like, oh, I remember this. Like yeah. I remember the news stories. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it was a pretty. That's a pretty weird thing to Look, do. They all bowed like Japanese people. Yeah. Uh, the English Patient won the Academy Award for Best Picture in 1996. I've, I never saw it. Never. That saw seems it. like in '96 one of those like avo- like uh, Merchant and Ivory movies, but it's not. But yeah, it's, it's cut like from the fucking same Shakespeare in Love. How yeah. you hated that <laughs> Shakespeare? Ray, oh, Shakespeare. In love. I'm still opening with that. No, uh, Shakespeare. Oh, hold on, I gotta re- in love. Oh, hold on, Crow. Shakespeare. Hold on, I gotta readjust my. There we go. Check one, two. Check Shakespeare check. in Love. That was my opening bit for a long time. Shakespeare. Oh, Shakespeare. <laughs> I know. Look at, ooh, it's a virtual world that she's going into. Oh, that's into. another thing. This is, oh, so that's another thing I forgot. He also is a computer hacker. He hacks naked and eats chicken. And his, they do the thing where when he computer hacks, it's just him walking in a virtual office. And like, it's, oh, it's amazing. We have to go back to it's, that. It's so bizarre. So, because the movie hack, the Hackers came out in 95. You see, here's the problem. They're trying to throw too much onto it. You know what I mean? It's Wall Street hackers and like all that shit rolled in. So watch, watch this. So he hacks and when like the office's computer system looks like the office. God. Watch. In her spare time. Exactly. She helicopter scheme and Tai Chi. See how he's just walking through and a virtual version of the office? <laughs> is this and that's lo- her and he's going to get all her files. Look. Lifestyle. Is this uh, sure Laura like Croft the term Raider? Term Ra- remember Tomb Raider? Oh, hell yeah. I remember yeah, I mean, Tomb Raider. <laughs> like that's the, what it feels like. I mean, it's like the lawnmower man. Wow. What's disturbing to me, Keith, to like 25 years ago was the 98 season Gosh, of the Vikings. Sure. That's 25 years ago. I, that feels <laughs> old now you know what i mean it's like a, and yeah, seeing it's just like is that steve carell no it's not he was he was not discovered oh he was like a teenager and <laughs> no i actually saw so he's him. probably in, in in at the second city in 96 uh, in 96 i think he he just started working at, at the uh, daily show i think i remember him being on main stage in 93 i saw him in 93 god oh that was a business my mom and my stepfather came down you know that was a weird time. Therapy's going. That's the guy who wants to take profit down. I'm on, he's on to profit. <laughs> Let's start with whoever. Comes Only bad things come out of profit. So what did a, <laughs> the first Chechen war is going on right now? Ooh. Yeah. Again, what's going on right now is this is a long game being played by Russia too. I mean, they are trying to maintain their dominance. You know, people in born way. in 1996 belong to the Gen Z generation. Yeah, yeah, that's Gen Z. Yep. So a couple of the things we showed, Mike Tyson knocked out Frank Bruno. I showed that fight. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's get closer to this date. Um, 17 Greeks, Taurus, Greek Taurus and an Egyptian tour guide are murdered by an Islamic group in Cairo. The light furniture was huge in TV shows back then, like light, light furniture. Well, yeah, I think they were getting out of the like drab, browns and yellows of the 70s well, and 80s 70s, yeah. the pa- the, the, everything looked so paneled in the 80s well, certainly in the 70s without a doubt in the 80s was still a little bit too much of it too it was still there it was definitely like interior design was getting a little bit more bright you know in certain ways although i remember thinking the 90s fashion sense was much cooler than the 80s I didn't like the 80s fashion sense. I, I, my teenage years were not a happy time, Keith. Well, yeah, you left an awesome city and moved to fucking Milwaukee. <laughs> no, I wish I would have been Milwaukee. It would have been far cooler. Moved to fucking Eau Claire, Wisconsin. That was a fucking... Woo. Anyway, hey, man, I am winding down. Are you winding I down? I am winding down, so yeah. Okay. 
But it's been a fun show. I think a good show. We covered a lot. Went through Nicholson, you know, Saturday Night White. Do you want to quickly go through what happened, like actual events? Sure. What the heck? So we yeah. have the one with the 100th Boston Marathon happened. Okay. Um, film and TV. They had one go. in 1896. What do you think they ran with back then? You know, like, oh yes, I have a you know my horse, my pig died, and I created some tennis shoes. I called them tennis shoes. I mean, what? I mean, your feet would just be beat up. Maybe sandals you might have run in. Oh wow! I wonder how many people participated in that. Like a hundred? Oh, not 50, much. Maybe? Not much happens. Uh, April eighteenth, a six second successful revival of Stephen Sondheim's "A Funny Thing Happened on the oh. Way to the Forum," starring Nathan Lane, opens at God. the Nathan Lane still doing theater in ninety six. Oh uh, yeah. Here you'll love this. April 29th, nineteen ninety six, Rent, starring Idina Menzel and Tay Diggs, opens at the Nylander Theater in New York City. Oh, These are young actors God. getting their start. Crochet. Absolutely. God. God, I hate Rent. Uh, it, it is it is such a bastardization of Gen X. It really bothers me because when I watch Rent, it's all events that I remember when I was a youth. Like, whoa, there was a renter strike in New York City. Whoa, man, New York City is happening. Whoa, and the AIDS thing is big in it too. And whoa, this is, ha- I, I feel like it's this weird, the songs aren't good. They aren't good They're songs. They're cheap. They're cheap know? and cheesy. So also, as we end the show, I have an announcement. So I'm next week, I'm going to attempt to get on some sort of daily schedule just to build the channel so i'm gonna try and stream monday through thursday and then whenever crocious can come i'll do an extra show that so it's looking like monday through thursday monday i'm probably gonna do it early like in the morning because i'm off and then it's looking like 6 p.m to 9 p.m pacific time is gonna be the hours after that yeah uh so yeah i'm gonna be streaming a lot more watching a lot more tv getting a flow yeah i'm a guy that i need repetition and i need to prepare yeah. Like I can't just like I'm going to flip on my computer and stream yeah. for eight and a half hours. Yeah. Like yeah. I just got to be better at like I'm in a spot where almost doing this more would make the show better because oh, like right, I'll do it consistently. Like I sometimes I feel like when I wait a week, I almost forget how to do the show. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's got to have a discipline with it, man. Good for you. That's smart. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you. And let me actually Absolutely. let me just wait and pull this. You'll love this. So I found a download of 106 music videos from 1996 that's between vh1 and 1996 or of oh fuck uh or mtv uh vh1 was it was a true channel back then does that exist anymore yeah they just don't play music videos because they're like you can just youtube is the new mtv yeah yeah absolutely i like it i I, yeah youtube I, i go on the that's your cable now. Now it is just I watch. What do you th- so the NFL pa- NFL ticket package is going to be four hundred dollars to pay for separate. YouTube TV is sixty five a month. I should just get it, and then it's four hundred dollars for the season. I, but I you should. have to get YouTube TV too. Oh, okay, so four sixty five. Yeah, I might do it. I don't know if for yeah, a year. A long, it's a long time off, man. And that sixty five is a month. Oh, oh, okay. Like okay. YouTube TV is like cable. It's sixty five dollars yeah. a month. Yep. Plus yep. the at the three ninety nine is one lump sum. You get the whole season. Yeah, yep, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's a long ways off. That won't be a choice for another four months. But uh, you know, whatever. I, I'm addicted to it. You know, the NFL. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm caught up in the year roundness of it all. You know, if I was working more, I probably wouldn't be paying attention Here to it. Go. But whatever, I am something to do. But anyway, man. Let's see. What do you want? Joan Osborne, one of us. Natalie Merchant, Collective Soul ironic by alanis morissette oh, god 
We have You Oughta Know by Alanis Morissette. <sighs> Breakfast at Tiffany's Deep Blue Something. Uh, play, uh... <laughs> I played Champagne Supernova Nova to close this, this show last week. Well, I'll do it again, man. That's a fucking You want song. another Champagne? Yes, that, that's actually a good song. All right, so this is, what, this is an hour and 44 minutes and 23 God, seconds? being in your 20s back then. What I was, you know. I, I, I was a confused person back then in certain ways. Hey, you're still young. You're still young. There's great things about it, though. I, I, I don't you know, regret it, really. <laughs> Adam Crocious gets introspective on Keith Pazel's podcast. All right. Now Let's we talk can about switch my life. over. Going to the Chromecast. This is how we'll end the show. This is going to be the ending of a Joan Osborne song, but this is, again, for the second week in a row, Champagne Supernova, the music video from 1996. This tune was a hit. Oh yeah. This Here we go. Thanks for watching, guys. They were trying oh, God. 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 I never understood Joan Osborne. It I don't know anything beyond no one sense. of us. That one of us song. She's terrible. Well listen to this. This is garbage. Ah Christ, hang on a second. No, it's fucking I gotta fucking figure out what I wanna do and then stop because it's skipping. All right, thanks for watching, guys. She sounds like fucking Yoko Ono. Alright, here it is. The Oasis taking us out.
on Monday, everybody. Now, how can we announce we are off the air when we are off the air? <laughs>